So what are we doing? Are we just gonna sit here and pretend to eat? What's the plan for episode 500? The plan? In true video game apocalypse fashion, we're going to sit with our thumbs in our asses until a panic deadline looms over us, and then we'll just throw some shit together and I'll save it with a voiceover. <laughs> everybody and welcome to episode 500, 500. of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host Michael Raparez and I cannot believe we finally made it. Actually, do we have a patron? Yeah, so, why well, you have you, you the have my memorial studio. All of you patrons at patreon.com/lasertime. Yeah, it's the all of you patrons memorial studio of the airwaves for so this Zach this one and episode. Buddy and- who could forget Gus? <laughs> oh man, Gus! He's my Gus. Is, Gus. No, we're 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 we had to line up a special guest. Uh, we'll tell you who we, he is we in do. A so first, first off, let's go through the regulars. I am and Michael Raparas, who is joining me, host of the second most consecutively posted Laser Time episode series, <laughs> <laughs> even though it started first. Chris Antista. And ruin the show. 500 is halfway to 1,000, Matthew Allen. Oh, God, I can't do it that long. And <laughs> special guest, founding co-host of Vigigame Apocalypse, one of the first ever voices on this show, it's... Tyler still works at that company we worked at, Wild. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Wait, the namesake one? of the Tyler Wild Memorial Studio of the Airwaves? Is right. yeah, with for, us? yeah, that's right. For the longest time, it was the Tyler Wild Memorial Studio because of the Airwaves. It, in every situation, Tyler was the first person I ever podcasted with. And, like, he figured most of the stuff out. Remember we, like... I think yeah. we even filmed it. We were like, we filmed ourselves editing a 45-minute podcast yeah. together. We were just so excited. Well, this, the world I mean, must know what we think about stupid shit. Mm-hmm. We, we were like NASA in our minds. I mean, I remember the first night, like, I stayed over at the apartment I would eventually live in, actually sitting in what was your room at the time. This was Talk Radar. Yes. The first one, sitting there with you, like, all night with a laptop open, like, editing our first episode just, oh my God. like <laughs> no it's all wrong get it out of there <laughs> there's no that poop joke did not fly it was it was it was so meticulous brett was there too and it we put it's hard so to get much brett more on, but... effort into that podcast than our actual work mm. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, i think because we were still we were at what at the time was you know kind of a magazine focused company we didn't even have comments so it was like difficult yeah. we didn't know if anybody knew we existed or if we only knew like if Dig hated that's the true. amount of pages our articles were, mm. and that was it. That, that was, was very important, and and that's that's why like we got this had this fun idea because it kind of it, it we're a video game podcast, but like going through what we did, it shows th- how the industry has grown and changed, and like a, a lot of it was surprisingly for the better. Like I, I found like when I was going through all this because what's what's our silly topic idea. For our 500th episode, because it's about us? Yeah, our 500th episode is the five game franchises that we talked about the most over 500 episodes. Well, I guess 499 episodes. Yeah. Not counting this one, obviously. This adds one to each each of the counts, so uh, that that seems like an unfair advantage. 
Get ready for so, a boring so 1,000. Five, five entries, each list, you roughly 500 episodes. You fucking ruined my math with that 499. So 2,500 chances to be spoken about. Mm. And these oh. made the, the, the top cut. God. Right? Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm a little... I sort of wish that this had somehow coincided with our uh, 10-year anniversary, which is in February. But we have been at this this show specifically for almost 10 years, and 10 that kind of blows my mind. Longer than we ever did the other one, mm, uh, people yeah. constantly say is better, and they miss it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, that but is, but yeah, all, all the time. But that, again, that kind of that criticism is like incorrect. Like even watching like some of the subject matter we cover, some of the cadence we had. Like I just, it's like the few regrets I have than like trying to be edgy on the internet in 2008. It fucking irks me all day and i don't want to run for office or anything it just like it just haunts me with like douche chills and embarrassment yeah uh, but, but but like what we did is we went through the michael had a comprehensive semi-comprehensive list of everything we've ever done and almost the, the order the only thing i thought was odd every one of your episodes back when i we cared about seo michael named his episodes a stupid pun Everything was very clearly labeled with what it was in the document. Why don't you just call the episodes? That? <laughs> I don't know. We we somehow thought that the stupid pun was important. We well, I, me, I me and I think me and Anne Lewis, who Damn. is not joining us, uh, she she was a a very big part of those those early years. We wish Anne could be here. But yeah, we, we wish. But everybody's often like different companies that require different layers of approval. Yes, but, like, we have much right. love for Anne and Brett and. Um, and, and Dave and yeah, you know we'll just never see them. Rim and everybody else, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just, just realized my status on the show. I've been doing this long enough where it's I've almost gone through half our run, but I'm kind of like Terry on Three's Company. I'm I'm here season six through eight, like but everyone loves Chrissy season one through five. Like that's it's <laughs> about where I where I stand. Yeah, and I think the reality is with Tyler, I think I've still done the majority of podcasts in my career with Tyler. Time is becoming mm, so confusing yeah. for yeah, me, honestly. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I sometimes will forget that I worked with a person who I worked with for years. Yeah. And I'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah, that, that's right. I, I don't just, like, know them through, like, osmosis. Like, it's 16 years now for me at Future is the – Oh, my God. That's you want to talk tra- career trajectories. I'm sure a lot of people have seen that the show Atlanta is wonderful, and it was a great episode that was a fake documentary about a goofy movie. Uh, and then – uh, you know, thinking back to where we were a long time ago, the intern I came up with is the the fake talking person <laughs> at the beginning of this fake goofy movie documentary. And I'm like sitting in a room that smells like feet, editing a podcast with free software and like, wow, we were on the same career path. And she's introducing an Atlanta oh, episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Come on, Jenna. I'm not jealous because, you know, she's great. But um, they, yeah. There, there yeah. are people with, with VP in their title now who like were, were like interns when. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now, 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 panty line? Exactly. No, uh, no. Because, yeah. Remember, man, we got to start a podcast and go out on our own, man. Just make it on our own. And now I would like suck dick for benefits. Like, <laughs> what was I thinking? Well, I mean, move to Nevada and sucking dick can have benefits. Oh, right, great! Yeah. I work at the I work at the cat house, yeah, the dog yeah. house with dudes. I, I, I guess I don't know. Who's paying for sex with dudes? There has to be like a union shop somewhere in Nevada, right? I suppose. Congratulations, guys! By the way, five hundred. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank I don't you. know how many of them I was on. Uh, well, there, there, uh, there was some stuff good. going back and looking at. It. I forgot that I wasn't there for every episode in the beginning, but you were, Tyler. Yeah. Well, initially, like you could, Chris could only be on every other week because mm-hmm. of Capcom. 
and and so yeah, it was it was me, you, and Anne, and then we would have Chris on every other week, and then we'd have uh, somebody else in the, the fourth chair for for like the first couple years, I think. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I re- I remember some of the brainstorming sessions. Uh, there, now. There's it's, it's coming back to me. Some of the notes have like group text this like imp- yes these impassioned paragraphs I'm like who is the best pilot? i wanted to ask no 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 that. not not this yeah. one like i was like did someone transcribe these after the fact or are you no, guys we, just messaging each other we, through google those Docs? those were actually like collaborations on the yeah, notes the and, and we just like you know I, i'll just add my notes in brackets and and we'll She'll add her notes in parentheses or whatever. As no. opposed to nowadays where I'm usually haphazardly sending you a link to the notes midway through recording mm-hmm. a show. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, there are notes if we want. Yeah, very, yeah. very serious conversation. We, we still have them. It's just like, it was really odd seeing a record of that shit. It really, yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. was. And to a have th- an a thought process behind it. something, even I had like relegated my brain to something that's thoughtless, but it, it it's way more thoughtful on, on Michael's end and, and, you know, up chain to Matt. Because like I've, I've just sort of like I try and get one in there on occasion, the top five, and uh, you know, sort of give up when Michael's like, no, technically the guy's hat is yellow. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> That's, you, my, I could my, spot the you Chris had my episodes. voice there exactly, like you know, same, I saw same some concerns, same everything. fart buttons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Semi recent, the most worthless games where I went to a game price tracking website to try yes, and find right. the most worthless, like just the. <laughs> Something totally ungoogleable that nobody gives a shit about. But now you know your copy of Caesar's Palace for NES yeah. isn't even worth a right. fucking well, do- a dollar. Not one did, farthing. Did we find, like, Dr. Fizzwizzle's Animal something? <laughs> animal Rescue yes. for Wii, yes. I think. Yeah. yeah, It's like the most worthless Wii game. Yeah, it's like I you're th- better off grinding it up and eating it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, this game has no worth at all. I think, the, I think the thing that surprised me the most in the notes in the early shows, just the amount of bald face, just racism. Just just so much. Yeah, I mean, it was no, a different just, time. Just, we just it post was, blackface know. pictures for no <laughs> well, reason. No, no, that's, but that's what I did when because we already joking talk by about the way, yes, sarcasm. Yes, the things that we come did, up in the most. We did not actually topics. have an Al Jolson emoji. Animal Jolson. No, we, we're, we've been doing this for ten years, and, and I was saying off mic. Jesus Christ, I'm talking over <laughs> Al Jolson joke. It's, yeah, it's only for me. Can't believe uh, you. <laughs> I'd like to sing. A, um, you missed Emol Jolson. <laughs> But Emo going back, we're, we're trying to like pick the top five LGBT couples or the mm. top five black protagonists when there's like seven to choose from. We're, we're like that representation right. wasn't really happening at all in the games industry, and that was sort of like optimistic. Like, okay, we game industry has grown a little bit, and in, in, at least in that sense. But like, yeah, some of those some of those top five seem like almost naive or insensitive but that is a reflection of what the games industry was 10 years ago yeah. like you it had was very like, naive and insensitive well you just had like you had like three black heroes in a game like it was like holy shit shadow man to cj like that's mm. <laughs> that's all you fucking have and <laughs> right uh, yeah. And yeah yeah just just seeing all that like in one quick timeline it's it just odd to see an evolution like that i'm glad michael saved it um because lord knows i did not yeah it's, it's Who can ever forget when Tyler moved into your apartment and found that closet full of shirts that said "Stay woke"? It was uh... no, no. I was totally the opposite. Tyler was. <laughs> that's that's a yeah, Twitter. T- Tyler joke. Tyler was the 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 thought leader in those days. Yeah, of making the, the podcast more woke. And, and then, I don't think we used that word in that way. No, back we didn't. Then, but... <laughs> and, and and just all the all the anti woke people. How did the ladies do it? Destroying your video games. Mm. Did the, does that not seem silly now? Can we acknowledge that was silly? 
<laughs> All right, maybe we don't yeah. want to talk. Video, video games are so much worse now that Kratos doesn't have random sex scenes shoehorned into his games. Yeah, don't you? Don't mm-hmm. you feel? Don't you feel nutty? You're thinking about her needless occasion every day, thinking she was going to destroy an entire medium because of having an opinion on it. Holy shit! Did we put too much value on opinions, including my own? Still do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> including my own. That's because again, Michael behind the scenes. You do strive to keep these like. Not definitive, but like, we want to be able to cross-check these or make sure these balance out or like mm-hmm. these make sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I don't give a shit at all <laughs> anymore. If I I just want to talk about this game, you're like, meh, it doesn't really qualify. Like, ugh, still, still taking it. So yeah, but then hard. sometimes if we really want to talk about a game, then we can mm. just like change the top five a bit to fit it. Like, you know, let's just alter the theme, tinker with that a bit. So. And I remember Tyler sort of just wanted like, no, no, I just want to bullshit. Yeah. I want to bullshit about what we're doing this week, and the game's just like, no, we must have a rigid format. Bullshitting is fun. <laughs> rigid. We <laughs> must roll the R's. It, it has to get more rigid as <laughs> as we get into uh, this stage in our lives where we're not that plugged into what's but, going on yeah, in the games industry every week. It's something I want to like. sometimes take internet video game commenters and just grab them by the shoulders. Like it, It's Jeff Gerstmann's job to kind of know the layout and play every game, and it was our job, too. It's not your job as a person with a regular life to know everything that's happened, have an opinion on every game in the gaming industry. And that really was like how the the zeitgeist vibe was 10 years ago. Mm. You're a gamer, therefore you have to know about every game. Isn't it fun to not feel that way anymore? (laughs) Like just that release, like, oh, I don't have a backlog that's bothering me. I like what I like. I play what I play. I try and leave my wheelhouse every once in a while when... A friend recommends something. Speak I, for yourself, I still, I still get that FOMO, man. Like, I still feel like I need to play most of the, at least the good no, games no, my, every Michael year. does, but and I'm glad he does, because I wouldn't do it, but because I, well, it's difficult to... Tyler probably does, too. Me? No, God, no. <laughs> no, no. It, it, I've exclusively played uh, Rocket League for the past seven years. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Ty, Tyler and I, nice. I, I feel like we used to make ourselves insane, like, trying to, like... Oh, Brett gave this game a nine. I guess we have to try it. And then I just, I slowly watched Tyler like, fuck Monkey Ball. <laughs> I don't care. About, I don't care about this anymore. This isn't part of my life. <laughs> I, I actually don't play a lot of games. Uh, you know, my work is really focused on news right now. I used to be sort of more in the reviews space, mm-hmm. editing reviews and writing them. But hope you like yeah, death I threats. I can't remember the last review I wrote. So. I can. I, I remember the last review I read of yours. Oh, oh yeah. It was a horny game. Oh, I did. It wasn't a review. But, oh, it wasn't. You, but that was like a year ago. <laughs> so. Hey, hey. When was the last time you read some of my shit? I've had some I've had some A-plus posts on True Social. You don't know nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't read those, but I've been meaning to. I've been meaning to, man. You email me every day about them. Every day that email thread gets longer. You say, hey, man, check out my posts. The list. They're just short reviews of Kevin Sorbo's Hercules. Uh, like every, episode yeah. by episode, I post on True Social. I'm trying to, mm-hmm. trying to raise my clout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, t- before we get too deep into this, is there anything that you would like to plug or draw people's attention to? No, no, okay. my, my, that isn't part of my life anymore. <laughs> um, I'll say I, you can find Tyler sometimes at PC Gamer. Um, that's true. You can you can sometimes. find me at PC. And Gamer. And I don't know what you're doing on social media anymore because I like I don't like 
I was you telling, don't really follow was, it, do you? Well, I was telling you that on a podcast the other day. Like er, the last time we did a podcast together, it was like, "Does Evan Lottie hate me?" I'm like, "No, he quit Facebook." And you like, because I don't make the effort to go on other most other social yeah. platforms. Like I, he just doesn't exist in my life. And it, no, right. he doesn't. He hated Facebook. <laughs> I don't use Facebook. Like, yeah, I, you, I'm on Instagram. Instagram, I'm on Twitter, still. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to all the wherever we're going when Twitter dies. I, you know, like when Twitter mm-hmm. dies, then I just don't. That means I don't have to know what's happening anymore. Yeah. It's, do you? Do you yeah, not like that? Do you not? Final have scene that of the like, Matrix, man. The fucking sun's gonna come out. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a rainbow, and yeah. I love to look at my Facebook and see like ten years ago, and you know, we just had the Wii U anniversary, and like, why did I think everything I did was so funny and important? What, like, where where did that come from? <laughs> no, so, I mean, we used to be like, uh, you know, when when we were. Uh, younger and 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 we were go-getters we were trying to make a name for ourselves right so you know a a little bit but i I think especially the dynamic between tyler and i because unlike michael we usually rode the mass transit to to work together yeah we were smoking so we would take smoke breaks together and it wasn't like the world must know what i think we were just cracking each other up and like is there a venue we can do this on because I just remember you, me, and Brett sitting outside Comic-Con and having the dumbest conversation about a superhero that fought with superior poker hands, and we just came up with catchphrases for like two and a half hours. Joker's wild! And <laughs> fling, and little did we know, like, Gambit probably said all of those. But we thought it was so, we got to, it wasn't so much like the world must know what I think. And like, we're just having a really good time together. And cause Tyler and I were young and had a lot of free time. And like, most of it was devoted to like working and playing. And sometimes those overlapped a lot and we lived together. Well, I think we also, so Tyler was talking about, like, he doesn't do reviews anymore. You like, like to write up the news though. It's like, I think the reason we all sort of gravitate toward this format as well is we all like talking about games, maybe sometimes more than playing them. Like mm. the, when I'm not playing games, most of the time I'm chatting with these dudes about like playing games. Well, I, you know, often or, or the, the talking news, about them know. is what keeps us motivated to play games. Like, oh, I got to play this so I can talk about yes. it on the show. It, it's yeah, a vicious it's, cycle. It, that's uh, true. I remember working on like, like, I don't want the pressure of the review. That's going to send all the fucking reddit goons over here if i don't give it the score they want but i can go on a podcast and be like this is what i think and i it's not structured and i don't have to worry about editing myself and i'm not gonna get the death threats charlie would get for giving halo eights i mean people will get mad but by the time you know that then like oh i'm I'm so pissed at chris i wouldn't give him peace of my mind but i have to listen until the end of the episode yeah and then by that point my anger will have dissipated a bit and i'll just like have a brief nasty note instead of a long one also it just last note on like ten years ago. Remember when you had a ton of energy? No, to hate to hate things you didn't like. We just right. covered the end of Twilight, <laughs> and like Twitter's obsession with like still a better story than Twilight. Like, what do you care? There's so <laughs> much what? stuff to look why at. Is why is Twilight think, even on your radar? Why would you think? Why would you let your brain occupy a thing you're never going to like yeah. for a moment and define any piece of your personality? That's on definitely that. one of the things I'm uh, of many things that I'm critical about myself from the past. Mm. Is like why, why did why did I have to like talk shit about stuff that even if it is bad, 
Who right. gives a shit? <laughs> right. Which, well, yeah, because the reality is it's the worst thing you popular. can do about that is not tuck, not say anything about it, right? Like mm-hmm. that—that's the true thing that. The, but I don't kill even. Twilight. I don't even want to kill it. I don't want to hurt it. Right. I don't. You know, like <laughs> Just, there's, yeah, I have yeah, no reason to have yeah. any. Ill that's will the, that, that weird ten Twilight. years ago. Like all games belong to gamers. Like God, that seems so silly now. I was talking. I will, of- I will swat Crusader Kings to the ground before I ever try that fucking game. <laughs> it's not for me. I was talking to someone about, you know, just the different attitudes back in, say, like, 2008, 9 or whatever, where it was kind of, if a game released that seemed, it was, and it was really bad, it was like an affront to to you, like, how dare they, now there's so many games, like, you can't, you can't be aggrieved at every bad game that releases on Steam, because a hundred are released a day, so Yeah, some of them are like 99 cents to free, and like, how do you get mad at that? But do you remember, it's like a new Xbox Live Arcade game releases, and like, it's bad, and everyone's like, holy shit, this is like, I can't believe a bad game It's the end of the world! (laughs) We have to like, we have to protect the sanctity of Xbox Live Arcade, we can't have this. (laughs) Microsoft (laughs) needs our help! Let's go! Yeah, I mean, that's just like... It was really different. There were just fewer games, and it was like, yeah. To, if the, if a game was like put in front of you, that meant like, I it, it was like up here to be judged uh, yeah. as harshly as. as yeah. it could I be, just which, I can't believe it took uh, this long for games to become movies and music, where like. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. It's I'm a never big, gonna listen landscape, to, and you can ignore most of it, right? Like, I'm never gonna watch this Kate Hudson movie, and I'm never gonna watch. I'm never gonna listen to this, this lost, Trace Atkins album, and that's fine. I don't. Who cares? And and I'll focus on what I like. But yeah, there was a pervasive attitude in the internet. We are all giant bomb podcasters, and we must have an opinion on every single game, which you couldn't even then couldn't possibly afford because they were all sixty bucks. <laughs> They're all fifty. Anyway, sorry, I'm. Rambling. We, Tyler we, makes me want to ramble. Yeah, we should yeah. get into the top five. So we're we're playing with. If it's not already obvious, we're playing with format a little bit. We will have a top five, a very self-referential one. But we're also recording this early, so it's too early to talk about news and new releases. So um, I think you have uh, some surprises in store, Chris, which yeah, I don't even know about. It's afterwards, yes, and it's a yes. top ten. So so yeah. Oh, a top ten. Top Holy 10 shit! Lightning round. We're gonna lightning we're, you're round. gonna one up me with with the top five. But oh, I, um, I put so little at work and effort into it. It's gonna be excellent. Crazy. I feel so much wouldn't, better. Wouldn't about you know? Myself. It take us 500 episodes to get to a top ten. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we do a top ten at the end of every. Can you year. imagine we're how long belongs. Michael would make us talk about that shit if it was a top ten? Oh my god! He doesn't. He gets really mad if we go under 45 minutes. And some I, of them. I were like, don't. I just. I just. If we go under 45 minutes, I always feel like oh nobody was interested enough in the entries to talk about them. That was sometimes you're Aww. like I worry like people people expect a long show they're they're gonna because you know when there's always a couple people on the internet this wasn't as long as it usually is not not fuck you guys but like what's up I gotta say Michael I I side with you in, in the uh, argument with past me about whether or not a podcast should yeah. have structure because yeah. if I argued that it shouldn't have structure then. Uh, I was a, a moron because I, I, I could get the only show. podcasts I listen to now are people who take the time to make a good podcast and not a bunch of assholes like this, this right now. This episode is exactly what we're doing. Is not meant to pull anybody in, not meant to save you time. It is self-indulgent yeah, see, on purpose. You mm-hmm. know, I'm here, so yeah. it's uh, it can't be meant to be listened and, to. So. And yet we still have to entertain. Uh, and, well, not the word not entertaining to begin with, of course, but um, let's just jump into the top five. Bege- and so, again, this is the franchises that we have talked the most about on this show. 
And our number five, surprisingly, is... Number five. Just wait till I get out of here, Zelda and Link. You'll pay for this! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, the, the classic and eternal voice of Ganon in which series? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Adventures of Link and Zelda, I think he... he yes, yes, now the Legend of Zelda... And it's really rad, you know. Those those creatures from Ganon are super bad. It's it's so nice to see Zelda being able to market itself as itself. Finally, like mm-hmm. that cartoon was so dumb, and those oh, commercials so shitty. And it has enough brand recognition to just like put out the classiest trailers in the biz. So I think I, I, we counted this up, and the counts on these are approximate because even though I did keep meticulous notes, I found out I'm really bad at putting in the full titles. So I'm, I might know to look for Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. I might know to look for just Wind Waker. I might not look for L-O-Z-W-W or, or, or just... A, or a character yes. name yes. that's re- yes. representative or, or, of you know, this franchise. Like, I, I, we, we did our best, though. We went, I, I manually went through the list like three times. Yeah. Um, Tyler, so, t- Tyler, what's the last Nintendo platform you owned? Is it the Wii? Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, I guess it was, uh, guess it was the Wii. Yeah, my mom's got a Switch. Damn. I play Mario Kart on that with my mom. Hell yeah. Uh, nobody, so I got, like, nieces who want to play with me. And they think they're going to beat me. <laughs> I was yeah. playing, you know, the SNES. I was playing for longer than they've been alive. I've been playing Mario Kart. It's about snaking. It's about, about drift. Dude, yeah. that's exactly it. Nobody, nobody knows... How to how to freaking go back and forth? Okay, I'm I'm talking about Mario Kart and not yeah. Zelda. But I, I just wanted to remind you, well. the Have first thing you were the first human being. We had articles that went viral. You went viral on Reddit by posting a your car got broken into and you had an oh, actual yeah. ocarina, and you just wrote the ocarina of crime because they smashed your <laughs> ocarina. Yeah, and and it That's was like. True. It, it went more viral than any any article that took us like weeks to put together. It's just this one picture and pun, man. Yeah. So we have talked about Zelda roughly thirty two times on this mm-hmm. show oh, in in the past ten years and five hundred episodes. That that actually seems a bit low. Some of the the other things that we'll talk about are a bit higher. Um, you know, we we talked about it most recently. I, I think two episodes ago, actually, with games that are stuck on Wii U with uh, Wind Waker yep. HD. Um, and I, think, I think did we do a topic about like Zelda wannabes or something like that? So that sort of like doesn't get to include Zelda in it, even though we're talking about Zelda. That happens with one of the other entries on this list yeah. as well. It's, yeah, we do that. that that's one of our but, things but, that we'll do. Uh, yeah, like we we talked about. I think uh, postal workers or delivery people in games and that. Yeah, let's see, that. that's that, the kind of thing I wanted to point out to Tyler. The stupid shit we've been doing. Yeah. We but, celebrated postal workers during the pandemic and tried to find the coolest postal workers in games. And uh, was that Majora? In, in well, much- one of them was the, like, so there's a, a recurring postal worker in Hyrule who's, like, just a guy in, like, running shorts yeah. who, mm-hmm. who and, and, like, a, a band major's hat. And he, he just, like, runs around everywhere and makes deliveries. And I wanted to get a decent photo of this guy. So I remember I was editing a show, and I, I usually edit the show pretty late at night. And I think I had edited my part, Matt, and I was still waiting on the the second half that you edit to come through. And so I was like, I'm going to I want to get the best possible picture. And so around 11 p.m., I started up Twilight Princess HD 
And I ended up playing for like five or six hours to get through that awful intro bit yeah. <laughs> with, a, you know, you're, you're a cowboy in a village and then you have to go into the, the, the your first temple and save a monkey or something. And yeah. and finally you, you get out of the village and he just runs up and I'm just like, you know, hammering on the, the screen cap button like, yes, 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 this, this, this. And uh, so that's oh, the, the switch yeah. is like a steam deck, you see. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. oh. Just, yeah, just far, far worse. <laughs> I don't have a Steam Deck either. I should. We also have. Uh, let's see. We we've probably played this clip uh, at least a dozen times. Say hey there, young one. Up top, above you. Swoon. So I don't know if you remember <laughs> Tyler. Uh, the internet went crazy over the hot show. Shark in a oh, is the shark, that the hot shark guy, Breath yeah, of the Wild, the King Breath of the Wild Prince Sidon. Oh. See, I don't think I ever saw a video of the hot. I didn't know the hot shark spoke so uh, eloquently. eloquently, and, yeah. and I mean, uh, that is literally like all he gentleman. talks. <laughs> That's those, like those scenes totally play out differently in your mind if you think of them as the beginning of a slash fic piece. It's like, oh, oh, I, I mm-hmm. see where this is going. Yeah, yeah like shark. maybe. I like Maybe you. When I get fucked, I like you to put your hand, my hands over my gills. <laughs> I think. I think like <laughs> we, the hot shark. I probably thought it talked like a '80s cartoon shark. You know, like, like hey, a, bro, like yeah, a sewer God. shark. <laughs> I'm a shark. Yeah, yeah. A sewer shark. Yeah. I um, eat tin so, cans. So, I eat primarily license plates and cigars. <laughs> <laughs> so we had him in a list of friendly sharks, uh, but we've talked about Breath of the Wild, I think, at least five times. So we've played that clip probably. This is the sixth time we've played it on this show, at so, least. Uh, but I did what, Breath of the Wild, far and away, we have talked the most about, and that does put it, give it the distinction of being the youngest game we've mentioned the most. Yes, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, twenty like, seventeen game or twenty sixteen. Dude, it, it's on the list. It's in a top five of twenty fifteen games we're looking forward to, and it yep. didn't have a name. It <laughs> yeah. didn't have a name yet. <laughs> Some of these are padded out a bit by like, oh, they they showed up on like two or three different games we're most looking forward to lists. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, God of War the in particular was on got a best of those. best of the year so far and best game of the year. Mm-hmm. And I haven't said this yeah. to Tyler, and I know he's probably bored with all my Zelda talk. It, it, Zelda, it, Breath of the Wild became, like, one of my top favorite games of all yeah. time. So I feel like, you know, I mean, we haven't talked a lot about games over the past, I don't know. When did Breath of the Wild release? 17. 2017. Yeah. See, I'm just surrounded by people who focus on writing about PC games. So, like, we, we talked about it sort of because, like, every, every open world game that came out after Breath of the Wild, everyone's like totally inspired by breath of the wild and mm-hmm. you know, they probably were mm-hmm. but sometimes that uh, only means it's green and has low resolution <laughs> I, I, ha- I haven't i haven't been around people who are really part of uh care- caring about it and and talking about it so i feel like i missed like a huge chunk of it's gaming discourse uh, it's wonderful <laughs> it's, it's at this point where i like zelda can't go back it's like the change between uh 2d zeldas and ocarina it's it's not you, you can't go back to the old ways I, I played Twilight Princess HD and like this fucking sucked. This linear structured fucking just hand in hand cakewalk around a story. Like, no, you should be able to do whatever you want, make whatever you want, collect whatever you want, fight whatever you want, uh, and learn learn how to do everything better. And it's it's just so wonderful. It's the best use of an open world, I I think, uh, in a game. Probably Until better than Elden, Elden Ring, Ring, even though I like Elden Ring. Well, I just like the combat in Elden Ring more. And, they say and, uh, they say that about me too. They say when you get the Breath of the Wild, you can't go back. Yeah. 
But I mean, I, he's saying but that, but he's like, got a lot of boxing pictures out there. I wouldn't fuck with Tyler now. Yeah, as, as I think we've talked about before, Elden Ring kind of takes the, the open-world design philosophy from Breath of the Wild yeah. and applies it to a much bigger, higher-res setting where it's it's yeah. just about, like, here, wander in any direction and you'll find something cool and interesting to interact with. Did we yeah. did we forget... Did, did we lay out, like... Um, Sometimes these entries will count as multiple entries within oh, yeah. the same top five, right? Like, so Zelda, I think we had an entire show that was all Zelda entries, right? Zel- which, which top five Zelda games. Numbers. Yeah, top five Zelda games. We do that every once in a while when we're low on ideas. Like, hey, there's no, a new no, Zelda no, no. game. It was, it was top five Zelda games that took place outside of Hyrule. That's right. Oh, wow. And- so not not yeah. even top five Zeldas. No, like, I'm just saying, for if there's any pedantic listeners that are literally going back and counting top fives, mm-hmm. it, the number of mentions rolled includes those multiple entries in certain top fives. So and, this, I, and I this, hope there aren't. Yeah, I mean, please I don't do that. There are, there please, are other things. Like, I, I understand the appeal of checking our work, but my God, do something better with your life, please. <laughs> But uh, we did but, yeah, it so you don't have to. <laughs> I'd say a technical second was Majora's Mask. That I, I was shocked mm. that that. It comes up quite a bit. Yeah, we talked about cryptids, like that, because that game is so deeply weird. It has a bunch of things that, like, we can just sort of pick at across different entries or or different different topics, and and point back to Majora's Mask. Like, oh, remember that creepy mask salesman? Remember, remember uh, how it gave you multiple instruments that were versatile enough that you could play just about anything on them. <laughs> That's awesome. Fuck yeah, let's just listen to this. Fun for the old listeners. This poor guy is capturing it in like a webcam on his lap. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, from Puppet Master 9 on YouTube. Obviously, we he, didn't. Who does play covers that with the. Well, basically, the Ocarina, the Majora's Mask tools. Yeah. Majora's Mask, what else, what else did it get? It, got, uh, it was where the postal system comes up in Zelda. I think begins there. That sounded mm. somewhat trombone champ ish. So. It, it, it sounded, yeah. yeah. Very like, trombone champ. A, 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 a great predecessor, I guess we've mm-hmm. identified. Yeah. yeah. I hate to say, I bet the third most talked about Zelda game is probably Twilight Princess for us just because no. of, of how much we dislike it that is, entry. No, because, because that. We even had um, Wind Waker was two, and I love this episode idea, even though I don't remember doing it. Episode 180, Games Public Opinion has done a 180 on, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I have done a 180 on Twilight Princess. Like, this is unacceptable. I don't want to yep. see any more <laughs> shit like this again. Uh, but, but, but Wind Waker, I still yeah. like it, but it's... But yeah. Link's Awakening, we mentioned more, and I put an asterisk next to it yeah. because it won Best Game of 2019, which, one, I don't agree it was. Two, it's a remake. It was a remake. Yes, but a, a total but, remake. But one of the reasons I love this show is it also appeared in the top five. Oh, what is this? Episode 107, Games Inspired by Twin Peaks. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very dreamlike and not re- yeah. and surreal. Well, well, and also the uh, director, I think, in an Iwata Asks interview, like literally said, no, I was heavily inspired by Twin Peaks when I made this. Like oh, the woman funny. with her log, I wanted to have something like that in here. And yeah. Yeah, they're, uh, bo- they're both they're both in the categories of Zelda games not set in Hyrule, but Majora's Mask ranks higher, so I put it as at number two mm-hmm. instead of number three, where Link's Awakening. And I, that was shocking to me. The the one that I'm surprised we have only talked about, I think maybe twice on the this show's run, is this one. Gee, 
It sure is boring around here. My boy, this piece is what all true warriors strive for. I just wonder what Ganon's up to. <laughs> yeah. uh, who isn't wondering? Yeah. Uh, see, the, see, well, when Ganon's not on screen, people should be asking, where's Ganon? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the thing I, 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 I gently wanted, very gentle pat on our own backs. We sort of had to gravitate towards an editorial change to listicles, and that's sort of what we we brought our ability to do that into this podcast. Um, and we didn't want to do the things that had been in a billion listicles. I think we even wrote a listicles about things that are in too many listicles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in yeah, it feels a little hacked to talk about these games. To be yeah, honest. like so, yeah. so many people make fun of them on the internet. It's like, yeah. We don't need to beat that. But I do. What is there to say that hasn't already been? What said I like about the podcast medium, and, and and Michael and I are both big fans of sound effects. We are going to force you to listen to part of this. You're not just going to be able to read about <laughs> it and gloss over it. You're going to have to hear part of the CDI's how bad series. it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's shocking. Oh, ho- it's it's hotel really tingle bad. or whatever the fuck it was yeah. called. And and I'm surprised, like as going back, like all the way to episode 29 that we talked about uh, games that change radically in mid development. And like, oh yeah, that's right. We found out. I think there was something about how like the original Zelda was not supposed to have an overworld. It was just supposed to be a series of dungeons. And then oh, wow. uh, at some point, like, yeah, we need some sort of connective tissue here. We we need to make the game feel more yeah. epic and open. That should have been done. Mm. I had I had to think back really hard seeing my uncle this weekend. And I think one of the first video games I played was like a home version of Gauntlet, and that sort of is like a just. Like a dungeon crawler. That that that's it's a, all yeah, that it's is. Big, yeah. One big dungeon. One big yeah. dungeon. And yeah. but but Zelda we talked about the fifth most at like thirty something entries. Thirty three? Thirty two? Thirty two out of five hundred. I think 32. Michael said at the top of this one. Thirty two. Mm-hmm. Thirty two out of five hundred we talked about Breath of the Wild the most, and I do I do want to say it has the distinction of being the youngest game to be, have been brought up that many times. Certainly. Yeah, yeah certainly yeah. since it came out. It, it was a industry changing game. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Absolutely. And this next one should not come as a surprise to absolutely anyone who follows me or knows my preferences. Number four. Reguiescat pace. <laughs> says triumphantly after killing someone. Yeah. That's actually from, I think, Soul Calibur Five. But the this this entry, of course, is Assassin's Creed, uh, which we've mentioned 34 times at least. 34. Four and the times. Ezio trilogy, counting individual mentions of the games and just mentions about like, oh yeah, Ezio's whole story arc from cradle to grave. We've talked about that thirteen times, and twice in, 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 in categories that were vaguely the same about people who age and people you play yes. as an old man. Yeah, and people and people over forty. Well, you guys, <laughs> I, I I remember about uh, fourteen years ago when we made jokes of. About how we were out of ideas for lists of video games. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and we are. No, I thought it was well, well before out of this ideas. podcast started, and now you're 500 I into this one. I thought it was one, a compelling so. concept because Assassin's Creed <laughs> kind of made its bones out of saying like you're going to play as a different character every time. And I'm sure, full disclosure, I don't work at Ubisoft, but, but I do like, though. Full disclosure, but uh, yeah, I love the Ezio trilogy. I thought it was really he was a really compelling character and it was interesting to see a character age and die and live in real time, not in real time, but like age, like a normal person. He wasn't ageless like Mario or Sonic. He aged and perished. Uh, and you, you basically, he dies. Yeah. you basically go through his whole life. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And, uh, 
it's also like the only Assassin's Creed games I've played more than once. Um, but I think thir- was it thirteen times Ezio or something? The Ezio trilogy is mm-hmm. mentioned, and I should point out, even though Michael works for Ubisoft, the Assassin's Creed entries appeared way more before he did. He doesn't. Yeah. He didn't get a job at, at Ubisoft. It's classic Michael. Well, Michael, uh, Michael and I were huge fans of Assassin's Creed. Like when still it, am. It, like I, 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 I recently got back into it. But like for instance, a close second I think is AC three is actually Assassin's Creed three is yeah the, surprisingly we talked about it five different times. Um, it, it did partly because we we talked about the same category twice not too long ago. Uh, episode 490 with uh, appetizer heroes or prologue antagonists, and not realizing, oh, we did that like almost 100 episodes yes. prior. And yeah. also, Tyler, summonable horses. Beat that, PC gamer. Beat that. <laughs> summonable? Just, summonable. Wait, just sitting there waiting for a Dr. Disrespect to do something wrong. He's an innocent man. I have no idea what's going on with that guy. I don't even want to fucking pretend. <laughs> I don't even want to fucking pretend what's going on. I saw he was sponsoring a whiskey lately, and he did it out of character, and it was very strange he to He's see. got a no game. Uh, yes, right. that people didn't respond well to, I seem but to what recall. I, at a really distant third was Assassin's Creed Four, which I, th- yeah. I think for both Matt and Michael, there was kind of a change before what I call the... There's that period of Assassin's Creed games that I ignored, that one that Doctor Doom played with his face in that awful Fantastic Four movie. Um, Michael gets miffed every time. you got to see that awful Fantastic Four movie. No. He I drinks don't. Orange Crush and plays Assassin's Creed, the Victorian one with his eyes. Uh, oh, the Syndicate. Yes. But, uh, right. but for the pirate one, mm-hmm. seemed to be like this critical resurrection of Assassin's Creed. And Michael even included it. We did our favorite games of the decade. Yep. And Michael had it. In his list, as your yeah, do you stand- it's still it's still one of my favorite games of uh, you know twenty ten to twenty twenty. And he did not oh. work there when that came no. out. No. Really? No. no oh, I see, I worked I worked at Ubisoft both when three came out and then Black Flag. So it's like, you know, three whatever. Say what you want about how critics responded to it. Like that game sold like crazy, right? Like there was a lot of copies of three that shipped or whatever. So it's 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 weird though. I think the developers did recognize, like, yeah, we kind of need to uh, rethink and reapproach this series. And Black Flag was like this big, huge departure for, I guess you'd call it like the second wave of AC games, because then the third wave starting at Origins, right? Like where they they once again did that. Said, hey, we need to take a step back from this formula. Mm. But Black Flag was like these truly huge open worlds with the ships and, and introduced ships to the yeah, games, which yeah, honestly. Yeah. None of the games have managed to recapture the magic of the ships in Black Flag, at least to me. Like the, I mean, the feeling Odyssey of sailing had, around, had that similar magic where you get have the Adrestia, and then you can. What What was cool in Odyssey is that you could go jump off your ship and go swimming underwater as well as on the waves. That's anywhere right. it was you a wanted. top five scary underwater. Well, sucks to swim. The, uh, yeah, I think four actually was scarier, much scarier because yeah, you can, you can like dive underwater ruins in Odyssey, yeah. and there are like sharks everywhere. But you kind of reach the point where shark you you can like just one shot sharks under the water, and they're yes. not scary anymore. Yes. Whereas in Assassin's Creed Four, there were these discrete diving areas where you. Uh, have to get a diving bell and go underwater and sharks would stalk you under there and and you would have to like figure out how to hide from them and there was like one bit where you have to swim in this like 
submerged building and there's like a hallway that like it, it's it's a big square hallway and a shark will just swim around it in one direction and you have to like time it so that you go in just behind the shark instead of say just in front of the shark and get eaten and inevitably like you will uh have to fight these fuckers off And it's, it's always kind of like a surprise quick time event where you just be swimming around and then all of a sudden they'll just lunge at you and grab your arm and you'll have to like mash a button to punch at them until they yeah, like it was out. It was much more of a stealth game versus mm -hmm. like in Odyssey, you can sit there with your bow and kill yeah. all the sharks in the water around you before diving in mm -hmm. nice mm -hmm. nice and safe. But yeah. uh, That's what, Most stressful no, I, I, games I mean, to swim. That was... Yeah. <laughs> have any of them done harpooning since 4? Like the harpooning segments where I want to like, say actually, Rogue did. Um, did Rogue? Okay, yeah, because Rogue was very And just yeah, top fives, I, I love, because we were talking about, like, Assassin's Creed's on here a lot, and I think Matt said something like, are our, are our tastes basic? I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> when I saw the top five... Well, the, yeah, the like, top yeah. five is like, yeah, these, this is... In, in, in Assassin's basic Creed's bitches. defense, they've had, you tell me, Michael, like 20 distinct games over, like, a relatively short period for a game franchise. It's something like 14 games over 15 years if you count uh, Liberation and Freedom Cry and you don't count various earlier handheld spinoffs. It's it's a lot of games. It's a lot of systems. It's a lot of protagonists. It's a lot of weapons. It's a lot of locations. It's a lot of relationships. Hmm. I love top five home bases in episode 137. Yep. Like home bases you go back to and build up. Monte, Monte mm -hmm. See, but the reason I brought up that question is like because I I would like to think we always come up with out of the box top five mm -hmm. ideas or even some like on a lot of top fives we'll include an entry you wouldn't expect right and so like even though our list is like oh yeah these are big franchises including AC it's like yeah but the the list we included AC on were were sometimes things people wouldn't have expected us to put put on there yeah you know, so. because it, like I am. I love Assassin's Creed, but I don't like Matt is like this slow burn. He'll play it throughout the entire fucking year. Yes. Uh, Michael works <laughs> there true. and plays it before release. So it's one of the few games like we can all talk about because we've seen most of it and that it is evidence of our bias and our taste. We tend to like open world games. The last yes. one I played like was, was Brotherhood, which I think is pretty Very recent, good. right? Guys? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I, I really liked it. I love Assassin's what, Creed. What, 2010? Brotherhood. <laughs> a great good one. If, if I'm going with my ways of AC analogy, Brotherhood would have been the second prequel of the Star Wars trilogy for you there. Mm. Yeah, so. Was it? It's, it's the mid... It's the... It's mid-wave two It's the, it's of the Empire of the uh, Ezio trilogy. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but like, I, I don't know. Uh, my favorite title ever, which is like, I want to do the show more, is Rad Bromance, was mm. like a, a about. That, that one, like, we, we were hearing about that one for weeks afterward because people were like, no more bro puns. Don't ever do bro puns again. We're so sick yeah. of these. And, and listening go to li a little bit of it. Get now. out of here and listen to Bropra, Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> listening to a little <laughs> bit of that show is like, yeah, we do lay Joe it on Brogan. a bit thick. Uh, it wasn't there. I just thought, I thought. Rad bromance was like the funniest combination of words I, yeah. I'd seen in a while. It is a, itself a great pun on bad romance. Mm -hmm. That's um, it's uh, LGBT characters. Assassin's Creed got represented in here. Yeah, um, um, Leonardo or, 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 and Salai in mm -hmm. uh, the Brotherhood DLC. Like you know, 
Leonardo was canonic, you know, not canonically in real life. He was, I think, gay, supposedly. Mm-hmm. He was an artist. Well, I, I don't remember what his exact sexuality was. Yeah, he was an artist, but he was an uh, artist. his his great muse was uh, he his dipped assistant. his brush in many paints. His assistant Salai, and uh, <laughs> I think the. Um, yeah, the Da Vinci Disappearance DLC like makes that very clear that like yeah you you team up with Salai to go find Leonardo and then at the end Ezio says like I approve it is a good match. Episode two hundred one tragic romances. Episode ninety uh, games with alternate histories and one of my favorites. Of course, gotta have it there. Episode one eighty five creepiest whispers. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh, I I have that one. Yeah, that always sounds to me like, say chicken, say chicken. <laughs> I, got, I got a little pleasant uh, ASMR off of that. That was yeah, a, nice yeah. Little, yeah. a nice little hit of tingles. Yeah, that, those whispers go back to like the very first AC game, like whenever danger is nearby. And then they really amped it up in the multiplayer beginning with Brotherhood, where like you you could just if, – if someone was stalking you and had kind of had your scent – like you would hear that as they were getting closer to you and like that's your cue to like okay act natural just you know try to stay hidden hang around with uh like you're being watched maybe don't use the disguise thing right now because that's a dead giveaway and do you know canonically what the whispers are supposed to be is it like your ancestors whispering to you because I you're reliving the memories of your ancestors that's ever been spelled out exactly and huh. and i think I, i've tried to ask like what are they saying and i've never gotten an answer but Whatever uh, sounds like, good in the mic. Yeah, Creed studio appeared probably. in one of my favorite topics, uh, episode three hundred five, cross publisher cameos. Mm-hmm. When Final mm-hmm. Fantasy yep. fifteen had a crossover with Assassin's Creed. Yep. And an Assassin's Festival in oh fuck I forgot the name of the world in, in fifteen. In fifteen, it was it was in one of the towns that you can find relatively early on. So I, I went and I did it while it was available, and like yeah that that was a pretty neat little event and it's it's just weird to hear like noctus and ignis and the rest of them talk about like oh yes no the assassins were very proud of their leap of faith it's the the greatest feat that they perform and And, and a a great topic that is not bad in any way i think you'll all agree starter weapons that are better than what the weapons you earn in a game Mm -hmm. i don't want to do anything but hidden blade stuff the thing that the blade that shoots out of your wrist into someone's neck and then i want to put their body in something and dive off a surface I remember when they introduced guns. I'm like, this is this blade is so much better than guns. I remember being upset in Origins onward, where it the hidden blade isn't always an insta kill. Right. If you mm-hmm. go up behind a high enough level enemy, it just takes a big chunk off. I'm like, what the fuck? Like this is supposed to be the assassin's yeah. tool. What is this? Although they did uh, in Valhalla, maybe possibly in Odyssey, but they added that little mini game where if you hidden blade stab someone. You have to like stop the meter on a marker, and if you manage to do it, then it's an instant kill. Otherwise, it'll just do damage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's compromise. And, and, All right, uh, you're trying uh, to do an RPG. The here. game with the black protagonist. Yeah, Aveline. Well, ac- actually, it had um, two. two. It, it, Freedom it, Cry. Uh, yeah, Aveline de Grand Prix in Assassin's Creed Three Liberation, originally mm-hmm. for PS Vita, and then in Freedom Cry, 
which was originally DLC for Assassin's Creed 4 and then became a standalone game. And 3 also, if you count, Origins with Bayek. And again, that, that wasn't a prominent thing. That was like the most... That was like the biggest developer since GTA 3 San Andreas to include a black attack. It just shows you how long we've been in this industry and like people are trying but you know these games take forever and jesus christ yeah anyway uh yeah Ezio was also in uh sexy dads and uh okay. i'm assuming <laughs> he's had to have been on our, our fighting game guest character lists right like he has fighting to and cameos somewhere. cameos yeah. okay which, yeah, which, which, which also by the way um had link uh talked about uh street fighter cross tekken and pac-man in this very capcom ass game but uh i stumbled across this clip and even though it's not apropos of anything i still want to play it be serious roll that thing came from outer space there's no way it could be some sort of an ancient man-made satellite not wanting to debate mega man travels to the south pole in search of the satellite even if it's empty the box itself could be useful good luck mega man all right Look the the fat Mega Man storyline in Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Uh, Street Fighter sort sort of should have been on here, but there's like so much weird minutia, like hmm. characters who are communists. Yeah, <laughs> playable, no playable communists. Playable communists is on, communists. Right. Is on that characters list. Characters who are Zangief. undercover cops. It's Chun Li, but like outside of the games, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't. Street Fighter has so much weird lore outside of the games that, like, I'm not sure this counts because eh, it counts. It just it, it it didn't count enough. Is Street Fighter the movie the same in the same series as Street Fighter Two? Yeah. Well, we sort had of. we had best performances in a game, and it, I think Raul Julia got it for mm-hmm. the Street Fighter movie I game. Right? Battle yeah. Of the world. Yeah. And Assassin's Creed, going back to that, also had one of the best catchphrases. That was just luck. I make my own luck, Liam. Anyway, let's move along to... Number three! A presence I have not felt since... No, that wasn't it. Yes, yes, that's... No, I don't know. Aha! I've been waiting for you, Obi-Wan. Yeah. (laughs) Those gags should not have been as funny as they were. Uh, In Lego Star Wars, uh, the Skywalker Saga, part of the overall Star Wars franchise. Yeah, this feels like a bit of a cheat because right, star wars didn't, didn't look not at technically not technically video games but we we talk about star wars stuff a lot in part because especially in remember the, when it was cool again for a hot second being yeah. released in theaters uh-huh yeah hey man it's cool again andor hello andor is amazing. that's true that's true andor is like the best star wars anything since empire if you haven't been yeah, watching there wasn't it, probably there should. wasn't one woman in that show i wanted to chase off of social media <laughs> I haven't watched it because whenever people tell me a Star Wars thing is good, they're lying. But this one's actually good, you're saying. Yes. It yes, is. This one it's, is. it's so it's sad to say, lie. but it's like, no. I'm going to appeal to your inner whiteness and say, it's like, you ever wonder what The Wire would be like with Star Wars? I never <laughs> watched The stuff. Wire, man. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You told me to cast like of characters th- th- 38 ro- times. Small roles. It's, oh, it's wonderful. I loved it. God damn. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But part part of the reason this is on our list so many times is because, especially in the early years, there was one game that I like to talk about quite a bit. What is thy bidding, my master? The Emperor's spies watch my every move. We must provide them with a distraction. What sort of distraction and assassination? No single act will gain the Emperor's notice. You must assemble an army to oppose him. An army? Yes. An alliance of rebels and dissidents. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I think I pointed this out. I'm like, hey, I was kind of counting the games mentioned the most. So uh, I should go through the numbers real quick for Star Wars. So it's been on 25 shows that I could find. Yeah, I, uh, I, I found 37 mentions, including, 37 including mentions, yeah. ones where, like... You know, it's a top five all about Star Wars. Yeah. Well, there, there, it has one of those. So uh, it's one of those Star Wars isn't part of the top five, but the top five is about mm-hmm. it. It has um, non-Star Wars lightsabers has yes. been one of our yeah, topics. So good. it's like, yeah, that's technically a show about Star Wars. But no, I, yeah, I, count I, I came 30, in with that Ape Escape, I, an mm-hmm. Ape Escape lightsaber. Oh, yep. So out of the 37 entries, the number one, the game mentioned most often is The Force Unleashed with yes. seven mentions. And actually, the clip you started us off with, uh, Lego Star Wars, follows that up with four mentions, which I thought it had more. But uh, those have been the two most talked about Star Wars thing on all of these shows. Wow. And no, no other game even comes close. Everything else has like one or two mentions. And, and yeah, that, that first clip was from the Skywalker Saga, which came out this year, the Lego Star Wars. And, Still one of my uh, games of the year, and it's on sale yeah, everywhere right now. I, I wanted to contrast it with one of the first times we mentioned Lego Star Wars on this show, which is... Games that tell their stories wordlessly. As the guy's arm comes off with a pop when uh, Obi-Wan swings his lightsaber. Yeah. No, I mean, this Star Wars has been mentioned starting with episode 18 of this show. Like it is one of the first earliest mentioned franchises as well. Like all the way running through episode 499. We just talked Star Wars on, on that list. <laughs> and the as first well. time we did talked about it was games where you can force someone to commit suicide. <laughs> that, yes. Yes. Wow. Which wow. I was shocked. I was like, you could do that in the force unleashed too. Like I think so. <laughs> it, it's it. It's we're not nostalgic for it yet, but like, where George Lucas is getting old, and before Disney bought it, he's like, I don't give a shit. Let's make an R-rated game. Let's make a... Yep. Dismem- they, they cut back on the dismemberment. Let's let Robot Chicken make a whole Star Wars show and then never release it. Hmm. Star Wars Detours, look it up. They didn't release that? Huh. No, they didn't, they've only been... The clips on the internet may have leaked, but like, but also remember those Family Guy Star Wars episodes. That is like, Disney owns Family Guy. It's still a profoundly un disney thing to do at this point we did talk a lot about force unleashed like you know uh canon breaking dlc because force unleashed you remember has two different endings and one of them you can kill vader and but in the process your body is destroyed and you become the new vader and Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. you can see like the the armor that star killer wore in that version of himself in uh the the in luthan's shop in andor it's, it's in the work, background. Is it really? It is. It's got like a bunch of spikes sticking out of it, but like, oh no, that's yeah. definitely the helmet. It's worth mentioning because we were there covering. That's how I went to Lucasfilm Arts as many times as I did. Force Unleashed is, is, is Lucas Arts. Like, no, we're going to make the next AAA Star Wars game. 
I think it technically failed, but we covered it a lot because it's like, no, 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 this game is canon. Where everything else was sort of like, this mm-hmm. takes place in the universe, indeterminate timeline, whatever. Right. And it's been 10 years almost since Disney bought Star Wars and said everything is The mobile games are canon. The, the candy is canon. But yeah, yeah episode but, 49, all about games that tried to be movie sequels, that The yeah. Force Unleashed was on there yeah, with but, a brief mention of Shadows of the Empire. But to, to continue my thought, the DLC was picking up after the bad ending of the yeah. game. So the DLC is all yeah. about like you going around as this new Vader like in in the first couple Star Wars movies and like you kill Obi-Wan on Tatooine, you uh corrupt Luke on Hoth. Star Wars Force Unleashed 2 has DLC where you go and fight Leia on Endor. And it, it's like continuing what that and like now she's taken up the mantle and she's gone through Jedi training. And are, are, is the Vader stuff why it made episode 142 games where you can supplant the villain exactly. is because you can Yes, yeah. because you can become the new villain in the DLC. It might be in alternate histories and mm-hmm. uh, shit. What was the other one? Uh, Canon defying DLC. Uh, but I, I think I think I remember someone early on that's just like, "Can you talk about something other than the Force Unleashed and Saints Row, please?" <laughs> it is in a lot of early episodes. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it, it's 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 important to mention just because like no other game was pretending to be canon at that point. No book was pretending to be canon. There were even other Star Wars movies that weren't pretending to be canon. And And now very much not canon. Yeah. The last decade (laughs) we've lived in. Yeah. It's not canon now. Uh, And it's frustrating. There's a whole laser time with special guest Kat Bailey. I love her yelling about Hmm. the the idiocy of rebooted canon. Because if a character is popular enough, they're just going to reintroduce them anyway with the same origin. Which Disney has been doing now. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and we also at least talked to, like at least a couple times about Shadows of the Empire. Speaking, that was like the earlier attempt to create a new canon sequel, where yep. it's like it's an interquel between Star Wars and or no, 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 between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and it introduces a new character that everyone cares about. Captain, I've established contact with the Rebel outpost on Hoth. This is Dash Rendar. Tell the princess I've got that shipment of assault blasters she's been waiting for. Copy, Outrider. Yeah. Somebody that's, tell Luke Skywalker that I Dash Rendar and here to see him and Han Solo and also Princess Leia and C three PO yes, who are not what, appearing is, in this game. No, which is why it made at four sixty three licensed games where you are not the main characters, but you no. get to interface with them quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So did he say salt blaster? He's got one of those things that kills the mosquitoes. A salt blaster. Oh. <laughs> but that would be cool. <laughs> Here's a shipment of salt blasters. You've seen that uh, infomercial. It's like a scratchers. Yeah. It shoots. Salt it shoots shoot rock salt. Does not it? damage yeah. your paint. Oh man, yeah, I feel like rock salt would damage your paint though. Fucking Star Wars. We were yeah. talking about that because uh, Super Star Wars is thirty years old this month, mm-hmm. and uh, I hate the game, and st- most Star Wars games have been pretty frustrating up until X-Wing sort of changed things when LucasArts took the reins, mm-hmm. and uh, we've had good to decent Star Wars games ever since. Well, it's, it's why, Michael, when you were like, hey, this technically is a cheat because it's like a movie franchise, I'm like, dude, Star Wars is like a genre. It's a chunk of the games industry, and that, it sort of always true, has yeah. been. You know, it's it's like that. Nah, Star Wars qualifies on any games list. Stare into my Babu so Frick many. tattoo and tell me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at, at some point in time, like a good ten percent of all games released in a year were probably Star Wars licensed games. Yeah, so. that's that is an excellent point. And there's, there, there should be something about that, like PS2, PS3 era, where like we can't get a movie off the ground. You know, it would be cheaper. 
a triple A game. Like mm-hmm. it just seems so naive. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're gonna make a new Rocky on the PS2. We're gonna make fucking new hard boiled on the PS3. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we talked about it as as recently as last week because. Uh, what do you get to do in, in the early stages of Super Star Wars all the time? No That's right, murder Jawas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luke's Luke's committing genocide on behalf of a high schooler. Mm-hmm. That's like their Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, we've done we've done a lot of Star Wars shows, but somehow not as many as number two. Kept you waiting, huh? 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 Kept you waiting. I've never been late for a mission. Really? Aren't you always keeping people waiting? What? How is this not number one? I don't know. It was every top five when I was going through the list. It features (laughs) Metal Gear in some way. That's what I think is most interesting about it. This is this franchise with the fewest games that somehow made it to number two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's got a a fraction of the number of games that Assassin's Creed has, and yet we've talked about it 42 times. Wow. Wow. Uh, Don't make us count out the number of games. I, like Tyler, am sort of mystified by the Metal Gear phenomenon and... It hasn't really washed over me since the first solid. I actually get it more than Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) It's more interesting to talk about to me, at least. Mm. Star Wars is just like layer upon layer of... uh, Virginity? Lore. um, (laughs) That is just kind of like... Okay, all, I was about to say it's made up. All, 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 all <laughs> Wars is made up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Star Wars is just made up, guys. I only but, play but, games that are real. It should be said, Ghostbusters was pretty close to being on this list. But Me- Metal really? Gear is also that, but I feel like um, it's just it, it lives really mechanically the, strange, I guess. Yes, and, and it lives uh, within the medium, and I think it's on the list so many times because it mostly, if I'm guessing, inspires these topics, these top fives, more than it's shoehorned into them. Yeah. Well, yeah, because well, it'll have a weird outlier thing, like, oh, mm-hmm. a boss who can fall asleep that I can yes. see inspiring yes. a, a list, you know? Yeah, it also, full disclosure, Metal Gear Solid Five, which came out in 2015, seven years ago, is one of my favorite games of its generation. Yeah. yeah. And so I have wormed, wormed it into, like, 15 different top fives. Oh, yeah, over the years. Dave, who's not here to speak for himself, massive Metal Gear fan. That is uh, that is something people uh, get mad at PC Gamer about because that was also the year of The Witcher 3's release. And, and guess mm. what we gave uh, our Game of the Year award to? Revengeance? Metal Gear Solid. Oh, wow. <laughs> five, I mean, five, 5 is one of my favorite games of all time. Chris, I Wait, do need to correct you because I was make curious a horse on shit this. In your face. <laughs> I, I mean, do yeah. it. I, think, uh, I, think I have to. I have to correct. If there, if there is a PC mascot, it's probably Geralt of Rivia. So I can see why yeah. they'd be angry yeah. at you, yeah. Yeah. even well, though yeah. that game was on consoles too. It, it, it is a, it is an interesting sort of thing that stands out in the history of our uh, Game of the Year awards that we didn't mm. give the, you know. The Witcher Three. You would just I, assume it's The Witcher Three, but uh, no. I we remember have Metal people Gear predicting that though, because the game PC came game. out like fucking January, mm-hmm. and no one remembered it existed by the time end of the year game yeah. game mm-hmm. of the year awards. It was also like just a team of people who just really liked immersive sims and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. people who love uh, System Shock, Bioshock, etc. Get this Metal Gear game that's just like 
the, you know, that open world with all kinds of ridiculous stuff. So, you know, of course, yeah. a, lot, a lot of us loved it. And you can kidnap everyone and use them to build your staff back at your base, which you're also yeah. building up. Ah, it's so good. So I, I have to do one one quick correction of Chris. You said there's only like 10 games. Um, I, I was curious. So I looked it up. Technically, if you count mobile and stuff, there's 23 really? Metal Gear Damn. games. But the reason like I bring that up is a lot of those are these weird side spin-offs or they're like, oh, they're this like was Metal this P- Gear PSP. I was going to say, how many are right, PSP okay. only? Because, but, but that is that has qualified those games for yeah. some of our lists, just being there's these weird spin-off games. two Metal Gear Acid games, games exclusive mm-hmm. to PSP. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah, the, the games, though, are just full of kind of listable things. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah games are you play in VR. Well, there's an entire game dedicated to it is VR mission. Uh, I believe it's it's on biggest li- biggest liars. Revolver Ocelot got a yep category in biggest liars in video yeah, games. Yeah, because he's he's like just sort of unpacking like who is Revolver Ocelot actually working for is kind of difficult because he's lied to himself. Like there there are instances where it's like he has used hypnosis to make himself forget about key details of the right. plot. So I know he can lie working. to you about. He's that. working for one man, Hideo Kojima, mm-hmm. as a plot yes, device yes. all the time. Okay, that I mean, that, look, Kojima, revolver plots a lot. There's, there's a lot of like valid criticism of of the sort of like plot. The, the goofiness around like the sort of affection for Kojima. But man, you, it's hard not to love a guy who just oh, makes wait. this ridiculous shit and and. Uh, you know, kind of just never breaks character. Yeah. Well, but I, I think we came up recently. People were saying like, "Oh, is Kojima the new Molyneux because he he's making these ridiculous promises about how good his next game <laughs> is, is going to be?" Selling an NFT. Yeah, and and the thing is, is like I would say so, except repeatedly there have been situations where I have I have expected to be disappointed by mm-hmm. stuff that Kojima does, and he has not managed to do that yet. Yeah. Like like this. Death Stranding sounds fucking terrible. And then I play and it's like, this is one of the best games ever. And I want you internet cynics to remember that as the new Avatar comes out. Fucking <laughs> Avatar. Like, name a James Cameron failure. Like, I, I would not bet against that. Mm. Every time I did, it became Titanic and Avatar yeah. 1. <laughs> he, he failed to find monsters at the bottom of the ocean. He didn't Man. make my favorite undersea documentary. His I, marriage uh, to Linda Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, all right, there we go. All right. God, damn. I found out the hard way. An uncle who I hadn't seen in like ages, uh, years and years and years, was visiting recently, and uh, somehow the topic of like the new Avatar movie came up. But I made I cracked some kind of joke about like, you know, about the first movie, like how I hadn't seen it in forever or, or didn't care or something. And he's like, I watch it like every three months. Wow! <laughs> wow! I didn't know my uncle was an Avatar guy. He's he's an Avatar wow. guy, okay. and like I respect it, but. Because uh, they're out there. I mean, know. if you haven't been to the Animal Kingdom Dozens Disney Park, them. it's the most expensive themed area that's ever been in a theme park. And there's a, all this merchandise. So they're, they're out there. These people are out there. I've yeah. tried to read the wikis to catch up. It's impossible. Anyway, Metal, metal Gear. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Uh, <laughs> what was uh, the first list Metal Gear appeared on on this show, Michael? I was trying to find that. a good question. Well, I think the earliest one we have listed here is episode 31, Games Disowned by Their Creators. Oh, and oh, uh, relating specifically to the NES version of Metal Gear, oh. which Kojima has said is not as good as the MSX one that he personally worked on. And I, I feel like he's right about that. Like the NES Metal Gear is how it was introduced to a lot of Americans. But right. then it's like, 
Yeah, it's missing a lot of stuff, isn't it? Like, the original was a bit better. I, but... I, I, I feel in love with it. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just making fun you, of you. <laughs> I feel asleep. Surprisingly, uh, we've only talked about this scene, which I think is a very defining moment, a couple of times. I can see into your mind. So, you like Sui Coden. <laughs> so, you like Azure Dreams? You like Castlevania, don't you? You enjoy role-playing games. I see that you enjoy Konami games. (laughs) No shit, those are the only games you can see. In other games, I have the right to say. You like international superstar soccer, don't you? (laughs) The reason it feels like that has come up more often is because we've made that joke hundreds of times. Yes, probably. (laughs) So, you like... Um, and surprisingly, you know, Metal Gear Solid is, 5. By the way, it's Metal Gear 1 reading your memory card on what games you mm-hmm. played. And yes. yes. They, and they, legally only being able to call it They recorded dialogue yes. with a voice actor to shout it out to you. And it was pretty fucking surreal. It was all this It's also the funniest voice that you can say something yes. in. I think that's yes. scientifically proven. There's no funnier <laughs> voice than that. Do you suppose that last line he read out was like, well, these aren't big enough titles to warrant a mention so it's like so you like konami games (laughs) Kelowna is a collector's item now (laughs) um surprisingly like i say okay so 15 mentions of metal gear solid 5 but the number two on our list is not metal gear solid 4 it's not metal gear solid 3 arguably the most beloved chapter in the series which only gets three mentions from us uh coming in at seven mentions is this game i just can't leave this thing up to you any longer i'll do the fighting you can just go home actually i'm in really bad shape financially i pay money to my ex-wife as part of our divorce settlement among other bills i just had no choice but to make you pay for lunch the other day i'm really sorry um that is from near the end of Metal Gear Solid 2, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah has gotten seven mentions on the show. Uh, obviously, the appetizer heroes slash prologue antagonists, because yep. you play as Solid Snake only at the beginning of that game. And we, we did that theme twice with, like I think, three out of the five same entries. Uh, we, we did it for uh, Metal Gear Solid 2's 40-year anniversary, or sorry, 20-year anniversary, 20-year anniversary in 2021 with episode 402. We, you know, the starter gadgets that are better than anything you get later, that tranquilizer pistol is, as far as I'm concerned, the only weapon you need in Metal Gear. It's the right way to play Metal Gear games. Mm-hmm. Don't kill people. Just yeah. knock them out. Yeah, just knock them out. And it happens so quickly, and it's so much fun to use. It just has that great, like, thoop sound effect. And, um, you know, games with meta commentary on how you play games. Games, of course, overshadowed by their demos. Nobody bought Zone of the Enders to play Zone of the Enders. They wanted it for the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo disc that was included. Well, maybe Tyler's uncle. The, the yeah. I, guy. I, 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 bought, I bought Zone of the Enders for Zone of the I like Zone of the Enders. Mm. Not your uncle. But I think every the Transformers movie uncle. gets better and better. <laughs> um, so... Metal, Metal Gear, another series that's very close to my heart, one of my absolute favorites, and I'm, I'm happy that it's, it's so we're high up on at it, our I'm list. Like, Metal Gear has so many notable moments that we try and find comparable things to with other games because it's fucking hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to think. There's a, 
things Metal Gear's done that still no other games do. It's very weird. Very, yeah. very strange. Like, and, and we even talked about it when, when David Bowie died in 2016. Yeah. We, we talked about games that were either either starred him or were related to him somehow. And of course, Metal Gear was on the list because of stuff like this. Dogs of war for nine whole years. That ends today. Now you're not sleeping. And we're not junkyard hounds. We're diamond dogs. Young girl, they call them the Diamond Dogs. Yes, diamond uh, yeah, yeah. Also, that's far from the only Bowie reference that I have a sound clip from. Hey, Snake, have you ever seen My Mother Was a Teenage Spider Queen from Mars? I can't say that I have. Neither have I. Yep, she just made it up. Uh, by the way, that's some of my favorite topics that we do are things where we're responding to a recent trauma. And how he like wormed David Bowie's legacy into mm. video gaming mm-hmm. after he died because we were all bummed out. One of the Assassin's Creed categories was depictions of the Notre Dame after yes. it burned down. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and, it didn't even burn down; the ceiling burned. But right, it was, but whatever. it was a big it's like, deal. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. It was, I, I I really like it when we do things like that. And I'm also shouting out our Black Lives Matter episode where we just didn't give anybody a normal episode and yeah. force them to just said fuck just, it. Let's we're, just yell we're for too an hour. angry. <laughs> Let's just yell this for an is, hour. This is all a bunch of bullshit, yeah. But everything's better now. We don't mm-hmm. have to do that again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, everything's it's, totally fixed. Society's true. perfect now. True. Herschel uh, Walker's president. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> erections are fixed, Chris. I'm telling you, they're fixed. <laughs> Herschel right, Walker's yeah. erection is broken, Chris. <laughs> My girl is into vampire movies. and like, I have to show you this Fright Night. Look up the clip of him talking about vampires. He's talking about Fright Night. None of that is in the movie. Like, what did you wa- what did you watch, man? Like, it's such a specific name. Some for- movie about cool vampires. You just yeah. t- talk about how cool they. There's were. werewolves. I'd rather be a vampire. Like, there's no werewolves in it. What is he doing? Is, is he maybe confusing it with um, what we do in the shadows? The movie. I don't know. I don't know. Then why would he call that Fright Night? There's four words in it. Who cares? Let's move along to. This to me was a big surprise but uh one one i know it i mean yeah okay here we go mushroom kingdom here we come More Charlie Day's Luigi. Mm. I will. I will never not hear her as Linda from Bob's Burgers when I hear that line. Hey. Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. <laughs> yeah, um, that is of course Chris Pratt capturing perfectly the immortal essence of Mario, who we have mentioned on this show in one form or another, uh, roughly fifty-four times. Wow, fifty-four times across five hundred episodes. That is over ten percent of VGA. Yes, <laughs> has involved Mario in some form. But some wow. of these are top fives that are all Mario based. Mm-hmm. Tyler, some if- of them are top fives that are Mario based. We included, um, you know, in this count, Luigi's Mansion. Not not like the dedicated like Donkey Kong games, but Mario versus Donkey Kong. Definitely, you know, it was a, 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 it was a rough glance, and I didn't have time to. Uh, Donkey Kong as a character is it might be in more top fives than Mario as a character. You think? We love Donkey Kong on this show. Hmm. Apparently, like it's he's he's there a lot. Huh. I like Donkey Kong. 
Yeah, everybody you likes Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, well, not he's, everyone likes Donkey Kong. Kong. Everyone can't I, like Donkey Kong. He's he's, in the, he's Mario adjacent. Yeah, I think it's funny that it's, it's the, the most obvious time. thing from the perspective of like my dad is what yeah. most talked about on the show. Because he, if I said. If he was trying to think of what I did, he'd say, "Oh, are you doing your Mario podcast tonight?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> but like, it's, but it's like we we did. It's just Mario. We did a That's podcast. Just... It was me walking through like what is the oldest character on toy shelves, other than stuff that was created when I was a kid. Everything was created before I was born, and all these superheroes, especially Superman, is the first superhero. It yeah, and like Batman's like a close second. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those legacies that's been treated pretty, pretty well and was going to stick around forever. I, I like, I have no problem with Mario, but it, it just sort of annoys me a little bit how random the universe is. You know, it could have been anything. Yeah. And it's the stupid plumber character that became the mascot <laughs> no, for no, all no, the video the, games. A, a, mm-hmm. We could do a whole podcast on how, why this is special and why it, they, Nintendo really goes out of its way to make most Mario experiences special. They do. Uh, they, they put a lot of work behind it. They don't throw Mario in garbage. They don't license him to garbage. He's getting his first animated movie in 40 fucking well, years. Anymore. They, they don't, don't do put him anymore. in garbage anymore, do they, Mario? Nice of the princess to invite us over for a picnic, eh, Luigi? I hope she made lots of spaghetti. Oh, Luigi. Captain Lou Albano forever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't <laughs> recognize my Captain Mario Lou. unless he has rubber bands pulled through his cheeks. Yeah. Was, I now wish that, that was not Captain Lou. That no, was the that, Philip CDI Mario. Yeah, that it? was from Hotel Mario. And if you play that game, you go to hell before you before die. you die. <laughs> Remember, all toast is toast, toast. Tyler, what's your relationship <laughs> with Mario? Putting you on the spot. Uh, I remember uh, my neighbor's mom playing uh, on the NES and getting she'd get really mad. Ooh, let, then, let me set the stage. <laughs> Oh, this Mario! Okay. And she's she's swearing at it though. She's swearing at it. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. Uh, I'm running out of the house. Oh, sorry. Uh, did that, uh, I, that I didn't have anything on any though, Tyler. You're going down memory lane here with us. Yeah, this I didn't is... have a Nintendo, but I did have a Super Nintendo. But then by then I what? I, I was just into like um, well, yeah. I, I got. Can we into... stop there. That's the first. Person our age I've ever heard say that you did not own a regular age. Nintendo. No, my friend, one of my friends had one, and I would go to his house, and all I wanted to do is play his Nintendo. But he was over it. He wanted to go jump on the trampoline that he had because he was his family was rich. They had a trampoline, let's and take, I wanted to play his Nintendo. Let's take our shirts off and jump on the trampoline. Time. <laughs> he, he wanted to do like <laughs> WWF at the time stuff. He wanted to wrestle, and he was just going to hurt me. He was a lot bigger. I wanted to play yeah. his Nintendo. But, I, but anyway, if, yeah, I, I think my I think for I love saying that because like my memory of video games as a medium. I don't think I thought Pizza Hut developed games, but I just, that's where I played <laughs> video games. That's where I played Fair. Pac-Man. I, I wasn't going to arcades yet, and Mario is my introduction to, like, the home console anything. Atari was dead by the time I was, like, two. Funnily, I think I didn't get into Mario because when I finally got a Nintendo console, a Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. I got into Donkey Kong. Hell and yeah. Donkey Kong back and ruled. Mario was cool. The Silicon graphics is going to blow everybody away. So, uh, so yeah, I never, I never cared for it really. Well, Mario Kart, I played the, the, the shit. But that, and that's the, I said that on the podcast a billion times. You go into like a Target or a Walmart. Mario Kart, I think in the last two generations have outsold regular Mario games you know what, I, and it's like its own brand now 
Mario. Yeah, I have to actually yeah, I have to go back. Like I, I've played a ton of Mario stuff. I just never got into the actual Mario games. Like Mario sixty four totally means very little to me. But I played mm. Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, Mario Party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they. I mean, it's one of the first and only characters that has become a brand that can just be yeah. on any genre of game. It's you know, Mario means lots of different things. Mm-hmm. But and like Chris said, like Kart now is like this secondary brand yeah. only to the main I, I was going to say, like, that that's the surprising thing, is that of all the Mario games that we've talked about, the one that we've talked about the most is... Mario Kart 8! Of course, of course. Gotta love this game. It's because it's the game they're still supporting. Yeah. As of December 6th, yeah. there'll be more Massive tracks DLC coming back this, to this it. last week. When did it first like 2014? In, yeah, in 2014, it first on our our radar in episode 70, where it was a part of the best games of the year so far, or games of the half year. It was it, when when I uh, I got laid off at Capcom, and I wanted, like I'm gonna start streaming. I created Mario uh, a week of a week long Mario Carty, mm-hmm. yeah, as we Mario called Cardi. it. And uh, it was right when the game came out, and it was so fucking fun. And, and, like, it made me think, like, streaming is amazing. There'll be a ton of people here all the time and a ton of people joining my lobby. And it was, like, never like that with any other game because Mario Kart is, yeah, it's it's totally overshadowed the main the mainstream Mario series at this point. It comes out more frequently and gets more support. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I cannot believe how much priority Universal Studios put into the Mario Kart ride. It's like the most technologically technologically advanced ride of the new Universal Park. This is one of those few lists we have where there is a top five inspired by Mario Kart where it's not on the list because we have a top five all about Mario Kart ripoffs. So we we did a show about that game by talking about other games. It's, I think, 10 years ago, Sonic All-Stars Racing, which is still fucking amazing. Like, uh, just uh, the best Mario Kart clone ever made and better than that year's Mario, better than that generation's Mario Kart. Actually, might I stipulate it's a Diddy Kong racing clone because it has the flying stuff? As well. Maybe, oh. but it's like it has more Sega fan service than like any well, other game. Recent Mario Karts have flying, don't they? No, oh, they have gliding. They have, gliding. They have the glider oh, okay, sections, yeah. right. falling with style. Yes, <laughs> but but yeah, Mario Kart like is is an instantly understandable language to every kid over three, which is so weird. It was so funny, like I was saying earlier, like I I sometimes play my nieces in in Mario Kart when they're, you know, over at my mom's house. And I think I forget all about it, think nothing of it. And then yesterday I find out the two of them very much remember that I beat them every time we play Mario Kart and have been (laughs) working on getting better to beat me and are like whispering with each other like, Uncle Tyler, we're going to challenge you next time. We Now we know the secrets. They got and your like, picture up on the locker room of a fucking training montage. You got to jump Tyler, every time exactly. you hit that ramp, man. It's, it's an easy boost. But the, but like I said, they, they're finding shortcuts. None of them know how to power slide. I'm going to beat them oh, forever. You can toss those blue sparks, Tyler. Until, do until they learn how to Google. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I mean, an FAQ. <laughs> I mean, nowadays with Mario Kart 8, that is one of the first games my kids ever played because eight for kids, it will steer itself and press the gas automatically for them. Like the game for little kids can play itself. It's like a genius move on Nintendo's part. Like, yeah, get them playing young. Like it, they, and, and, they can and, still steer a little bit, but like and, it auto corrects all that An interesting act of metaphorical socialism. If you're out in front, you don't get the good weapons. You don't get the, mm. 
It's you everybody get, you in the risk back. a blue shell, baby. Who yeah, gets the leg up. But they also get the bullet power ups. They get more speed power ups. There are things you won't. I don't even see because I'm in third yeah, or better. There are power ups I never see in a race that my kids. Yeah, I bust out. I, I just Damn, realized bullet again. Mario Kart Eight is eight this year, and it's wow. still one of the strongest games on Switch. The yeah, Wii U version. Yeah, the like Wii I think U version, I've spoken right? on, uh, about this on a podcast before, yeah. but like it's it's in this weird Madden <laughs> phase where like there's no longer a best Mario Kart. It's just whatever they're doing with the most recent Mario Kart. Yeah, they're gonna, exactly. They're just going to support the shit out of that game and release a bunch of new tracks and a bunch of new cars. And they finally allowed the series to play outside of the Mushroom Kingdom. You can race around Hyrule. You have Animal Crossing racers. Hopefully they'll... Yeah. You'd think yep. they would have had one more racer in this eight-year period. But, but uh, it's it's like Smash Brothers. Like, what's the one to play? Whatever one is the most recent, probably. Kinda, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't always like that. It really wasn't. Like, there was, you could prefer a handheld version. People like Double Dash. People like 64. Yeah. Uh, this is true. Yeah, but it's just like eight, eight has supplanted all of them. And I, I'm one of those people like, when are you going to make a new Mario Kart? It's like... What do you want from a new Mario Kart? Yeah, why? Like, what, what's the Mario Kart? I don't know. Just make one. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, why is it on me? They're the they're the the dreamers of the dreams. I mean, yeah. they they should they support it more than they have. Even though now currently it has decent support. Eight years in, <laughs> it, that's I was going to make yeah. the joke. It's one of the longest running live service games out there. Right it only now. does uh, because of the fucking mobile game because they ported over the tracks of the goddamn mobile game. Yeah, surprisingly, mm. also, next up in mentions, number of mentions, the original Super Mario Brothers is tied with this game at four mentions apiece. Subject identified as Mario, resident of the Mushroom Kingdom, data storage complete. I am Flood, a flash liquidizer ultra-dousing device. I hope to be of assistance. Yes. Proceeding with user instruction. That's okay. Um, why Why does it surprise you that Super Mario Sunshine, one of the most interesting Mario titles, is on a lot of lists, I mean, man? It is like, interesting. One of them was in the uh, Games Public Opinion has done a 180 on list because people loved it when it came out, and now it's just like, oh, yeah, it's like the worst Mario. No, so, no, I, I remember it being sort of the opposite. You think? People well, I think hated it, was, it at it the was time. Mostly because Mario didn't have innate powers. He had this weird thing mm-hmm. attached to it, which at the time... Was like, is this going to be in every game? This doesn't work well outside the GameCube pad. Like, if you tried to emulate Mario Sunshine, it was fucking difficult. Um, it felt like they were cheating for, hey, it's hard harder to control Mario in 3D now, so we're going to give you this pack mm-hmm. so that you can fudge it a bit, right? And I, at the time, look, it, it's all relative, right? Like, people hating a Mario title meant it was getting 8s as opposed to 9s and 10s. And like, I, I, I was remember. never a hater, but, and, and, and I could, but again, it's, it, I think it's the most improved game in that Mario 3D All-Stars thing that came out a year or two ago. Uh, HD was very kind to that game, and uh, an, a, an optimized control scheme was very kind to that game. It, and getting the shines was fun in that game, and they, and it, they posed a lot of puzzles, and like you, you really had to search to get every shine. There's a lot of bullshit. There's a lot of Banjo-Kazooie horse shit in getting everything in that game. Mm. Whereas, yes. where, where I don't think Galaxy or Odyssey had. Uh, no. Everything no, no. was pretty rewarding to do. In, speaking of Odyssey, that only got three mentions from us, and one of them uh, was because, you know, I'll, I'll play an associated sound clip. Uh, that great meditative sound of throwing a frisbee for a dog that has a visible butthole. 
and made it into a top five about (laughs) creatures with visible buttholes. So, Tyler, since you've been gone, Michael will come up with an idea of games with visible buttholes and make us try and get 45 minutes out of that or more. Yeah. <laughs> I feel and like it worked. That was pitching. one of our better shows. This is, no, that, Michael that had been tweet. pitching that idea for like years, yes, by the I, way. I, I had like, been. No, we don't want to do that. And, and you were, you I, specifically, I Matt, one. were poo-pooing it. You're like, what are we going to think of to I say never about poo-poo. creatures like, I'd love to do that idea. Buttholes. Let's do 20 minutes and not an hour. <laughs> and then I get to talk about buttholes and I go you off You know the we can't restrain ourselves and talk for just 20 minutes about something? I know. We're talking for almost two hours just about this. We grabbed Tyler to come on here for a second. Now he's on for like two fucking hours. Hours. Like I said, you know, uh, uh, you know, 14 years ago, I'm serious, 14 years ago, we were joking about how we didn't have any more ideas for mm-hmm. lists of things, games, and one of the ones that we laughed about was uh, Top 7 Dogs, and we thought that was <laughs> yeah. like bottom of the barrel no, when, when, list when, make. <laughs> when I proposed so, Top 7 Shoes. Over a decade later. Top 7 Shoes, and we walked out of the meeting like, we don't have anything better than that, and you're, you have to do it. And like, this is a terrible <laughs> idea. I don't want to do that. Game well, shoes. Oh, you know, you made it. You made it work, and you got. No, the, I didn't make it work. It was a miserable failure. It was which, like which episode did you make fun of that we did video game barrels with? That, well, I mean, that was, was like, I was about to get to that because so one of the things that, at our old job is we always had like top seven barrels sitting in the chamber. And I remember Brett was like, you know, when when this place shuts down and that's our last top five, that's the one that we should do. And like another joke was just we should do like top seven things in my immediate field of view. And uh, but like Burroughs was always supposed to be the last one. So episode 262, it was 2018. I wanted to go on an indefinite hiatus from this show. And I did what I thought was going to be my farewell episode. Episode two hundred and sixty-two, almost this half the show's run ago, uh, talking about barrels, and you know we talked about like oh the Heidi barrels from uh, Metal Gear Solid Four and Sly Cooper and you know Donkey Kong's barrels of course, and yeah that was a fun one, but uh, yeah I just thought that was funny that it's like oh yeah my farewell episode was almost two hundred and fifty episodes ago, yeah and yeah because that's are. when I that's when Michael was on hiatus and I did the show for like mm-hmm. a month roughly of yep. just you know dumb ideas and getting the hang of things and then yeah michael came back and mm-hmm. running ever since i think i took three months off the show from like march to june something like that yeah so that that made me realize i'm like oh, i've been doing this about half its run doesn't feel that it really that it, it, it so doesn't but like yeah you've been mm-hmm. yeah you're like half it feels much more recent than 262 I think that's because... Uh, because I guessed it a few shows before that, I think. That's why. And, and uh, time has been completely thrown out of whack by the pandemic. And yeah. holy shit. We're, the last three years. We're recording, this, we're recording yeah. this on Black Friday. And I, I went to a Walmart forgetting it was Black Friday. I'm like, oh, oh God. shit. God, oh, man. And there were six employees in the front. Nobody showed up. Nobody showed up to Black Friday really? at Target or Walmart. That's not really good. nobody. Huh. I mean, nobody. I know a lot of that's done online now. Yeah, but they were. Is. This is the first year they were trying to like put inventory out to like get people in the store. Because yeah. I didn't find my ten dollar <sighs> light string, but I found the Apple Watch my dad needed and had to wait in a fucking line for an hour so he could get his fifty dollar off Apple Watch. Oh, it was miserable. I was there for. A Isn't that wild that we're so conditioned to like avoid those places yes. on these holidays? Yes, period. Because I, I was even like, man, I, I want to go pick up this food item. Oh, I need an extension cord at weekend. six in the morning. I, I was having trouble sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's it, it, another thing that has disappeared, sort of, as we've been doing the show. Is I thought of this the other day. I saw people lined up for Pokemon, hmm. and I'm like, when was the last time I went to a fucking midnight 
you know, release know of the game. Never, because it's available online at 9 Final p.m. Fantasy, Why would you do that? Final Fantasy 15, just because, like, that series I typically lined up for. Uh, yeah, Final Fantasy 15. But, well, you talk, you told the story in the last show, too, about you You lined up for a Wii U, right? Yeah. Or you went to, well, to run and get one. Yeah, I went. I got to Target early before opening. But, but yeah. Which which is when around, didn't the show start around the time of the was, Wii U? Yeah. Or? yeah. Yeah, Tyler was a huge fan. Uh, actually, I lined up for a week. The, 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 like, like the most we all lined up for one a week. of the weirdest confrontations Tyler and I had as roommates. It's a very crowded bathroom. Ha-ha. One of the most That's weirdest right. conversations Tyler and I had as roommates was just like, "Hey, man, no more Pikmin after ten o'clock. That shit whistles. <laughs> it whistles too loud. Whistle. It is so oh. annoying. Uh, I can't sleep through this fucking." The most relaxing game in the universe, but Tyler's like, it's so loud I, and awful. I had two roommates tell me that about Animal Crossing, another relaxing one. They're like, hey, wrong, man. Every, every time you can't. wanted to steer the Pikmin, you had to, like, blow this whistle. And yeah. he's, like, it's, he's yeah. like, the whistle is so shrill. And there's an air conditioning vent right next to the speaker. In- uh, right. Yeah, that, that apartment, uh, yeah, sound did carry. I don't remember that. But uh, I believe it, it. it was like like we didn't ask each other to do a lot of things as roommates. But you're like, dude, you got to stop yeah. doing that. <laughs> and it was Pikmin three. <laughs> <laughs> you got to cut it out with the you Pikmin, man. Out. You got to cut it out. All right. Well, that has been the games that we've mentioned most on Vigigame Apocalypse in 500 episodes. Thank you for coming on this journey with us into our... Like, this is the most navel-gazing we've been through the show's entire run. He hates this, but I love it. I love it when we get to Mm -hmm. celebrate ourselves. Because, I mean, I I deserve no credit for this. This is a a Michael and Matt... Well, you came up with the idea. Whatever. But, like, like, I'm not sure... You know, you kept it going and all that stuff. And, and again, I love having Tyler here because I always... Even say like even the way I name files are like a thing Tyler did, and it, <laughs> and I'm not yeah, sure the it old makes Tyler sense. naming convention. Yeah, it, it, it was something Tyler taught me how to do, even though he was teaching himself how to do it at the same time. I just trusted him more than me. It's what yes. you're gonna be remembered for, man. Your naming yeah. conventions, fucking, yeah. That's gonna that's gonna be on your tombstone in your naming convention. File naming so. convention, but it's like so convenient and like it's just something Tyler came oh, up. We with. all use it. Among the many other things Tyler came up with? Well, there are so many little things. Like, uh, even I think about you guys just like, I don't know. I'll be doing something like editing an image and be like, oh, yeah, I remember doing this for such and such feature type yeah. every time. You know, you had to crop it this way or for podcasts. Because I, I was just thinking like header images or whatever. It's not our first podcast, but like one of our first. Us talking about the Baron Stain Bears. <laughs> we have talked about so many games. So what I have at the end of this is a lightning round of games we've never talked about uh, in 500 episodes. Okay, okay you did. You did you, that's yeah, awesome. I did, right? I, I did the research, lads, um, but it's I will not make it as long and sound effects laden as fucking Oh, so All right, that, that was our other possible idea for the show. We were going to do the most talked about or the least. So you're getting yeah. both listeners. Yeah, I just, I just like to point out, you're putting this all on me. You've done most of the talking. I know. This I know I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Right. Mm. Oh, nothing's changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we will do that lightning round. And we've got a couple special anniversary messages in the meantime. So don't skip ahead. Stay tuned.
get scratching. Hello, beautiful Fidget Game Apocalypse listeners. If you've been around for a really long time, my voice might sound kind of familiar. My name is Ann Lewis, and I was one of the hosts in the very early days of the show. But if you're new and you don't know who I am, I would highly recommend going back and listening to what I consider to be my magnum opus, the number one thing I'm still the most proud of in my life, which is Vigigame Apocalypse episode 69, where I got to just sit and talk about butts for a really long time because it was my birthday. So please go listen to that and you'll understand why I'm not allowed on the show anymore, (laughs) to be honest. Um, But I miss you guys so much, and I'm so, so excited to see Fidget Game Apocalypse hit episode 500. These guys, they mean so much to me, and this podcast means so much to me. And all of the people who still reach out and still talk to me to this day um, because they listen to the show, I love you all, and I miss you guys so much. And congratulations. I sincerely, sincerely mean that. I love you guys. It is Vigigame Game Apocalypse listeners. You didn't think they could do episode 500 of Vigigame Game Apocalypse without at least one appearance from the raccoon that used to live under Chris's porch, the erstwhile mascot of this show, did you? Well, the host sure did, but I got the last laugh because here I am, somehow snuck into their edit without their knowledge. Isn't that fucking awesome? It's been a long, strange journey for me as the often forgotten mascot of this strange, long-running video game enthusiast podcast. In that time, I've gone from vermin under a fourth-floor porch in San Francisco to an innocent woodland pitch creature during commercial breaks on this show to, at some point, a voodoo loa, I think? Possibly some sort of president? or political official, I'm not sure. I don't really keep track of my old appearances that well. But anyway, I'm putting in one more appearance at least to tell you how to support Vigigame Game Apocalypse. First and foremost, go to the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash lasertime. And if you subscribe at the $20 level, they might name the studio after you on one of these episodes. Or if you subscribe at the $5 level, you'll get access to a bunch of cool stuff, including an extended version of the chat with Dan Amrick from a few episodes ago where he shared all kinds of behind-the-scenes anecdotes about Atari 50, which is not just a pack of ROMs, but is in fact an in-depth document of Atari's entire output from the days of Pong to the ignominy of the Jaguar. It's all there in one place, and uh, we, we've got a special version of it on the Patreon with 16 extra minutes just for you, or you can catch up on their old spoiler cast. I think the most recent one was uh, for Elden Ring. But anyway, I'm boring you. This is episode 500. It's a special time, and uh, I'm going to let these guys have their victory lap. So remember to download the show at least 500 times. Tell your friends about it at least 500 times, and leave it 500 ratings on your podcast app of choice at least 500 stars, or in lieu of stars, rat schools. Rat schools are always a great gift for friends and family and the raccoons in your life, um, preferably with meat still on them. I just want to say it's been great being your mascot slash alter ego slash voodoo loa slash punching bag slash singing dancing clown to entertain you did that sound sarcastic i'm sorry i meant it sincerely anyway that's it for me enjoy the rest of the show everybody and happy 500 and welcome back to our second segment where we're just going to jump into this thing that chris had planned yes uh i wanted to be as self-indulgent as possible uh so i wanted to like Thank everybody, all that stuff. We'll do that eventually. But I wanted to talk talk about the top ten games we've never mentioned. Never. Mm. Never. Never have mentioned. Wow. And top ten, in order to get us to ten, I thought about one game. Frontline's Fuels of War. Uh, <laughs> That's true. We've never mentioned we've that. We've never mentioned that game. It's But we all got... We were working in the games industry, and we get sent swag, and it, those squishy barrels were on all of our desks... Oh, right. Being thrown at one another for, for years. It's this weird Call of Duty ripoff. 
it's not even worth mentioning, and they're not all going to be like this. Let, I just admit, wanted. I, wanted I remember to details it. about that game's plot. Like, I yeah. remember it was it was like multiplayer only. I thought. But, like, it, it had a storyline where it's, like, in the near future, after we hit peak oil, the U.S. and Russia go to war for the last oil rigs in the Black Sea. And I just thought about, like, what would that be? Like, we, we fight Russia and we take over all their oil facilities. And then, what, we just starve them of oil? Yeah. We're, only America gets oil? Yeah. And then we make a game out of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're THQ and... uh Short for toy headquarters and have no idea what we're yeah. doing. I think that was the same team that went on to do um, Homefront. So they, the I, North well, that, Korean the, the, invasion that team game. disbanded, like was disbanded pretty quickly after the game. I, but hmm. I didn't think I, I just wanted you to moan and groan and be like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, because okay. no one should remember <laughs> Frontline Fuel. fuel yeah, war. Yet. You can buy it on Steam at seventy five percent off oh right my gosh. now. Wow, five dollars. No. It's got mixed reviews. I looked, <laughs> mixed. I looked up. Long plays on YouTube, and they have like hundreds of thousands of views. Like, what the fuck is this? Wow! Anyway. Just want to point out, it took Chris 500 episodes to admit he wants to make Michael moan and groan. I do. Publicly. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's I first. Do. For no, I, I really strive to make him say anyway to get me to anyway. stop talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> you do it at least five times per show. This is near and dear. You could say, you could say we skew to an older demographic or we're older guys, but I am sort of proud by like, you know, we do cover games that we were not really in the era for. That's all like we had Tyler, we had Dan Amrick on to talk about the Atari 50th collection. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Which is just like not something any of us were around for. You know, it's, it's great no. to hear Dan's firsthand on that. And I feel like we've done a good job of covering like older arcade games, like early console games. I think this is one game. This character was super popular. I had a plushy doll of him, had a cartoon show. We've never mentioned him. What's he saying, Felix? Uh, stand by. My Kubernetes is a little rusty. <clears throat> so that's from Wreck It Ralph, which shows Kubert as well, this is the most recognizable character. In gaming, yeah, and he was huh. for, for like twenty years. Yeah, I had T-shirts with Kubert on him yeah. from like the early eighties. Yeah, I, I, I remember because he swore, Chris. He 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 swore. We could swear publicly, and our parents wouldn't They're know. Kubert swear generators. He's in the Adam Sandler movie Pixels, which Tyler reviewed. I believe one of the few movies you reviewed. Yeah, I did write it. There was a period where they kept sending me to <laughs> to watch movies. You were like a cultural reporter. Them. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. I, I, yeah, Cubert is just like it's just something you like absorbed. I guess if you're, I'm 37, yeah. so I never played anything related to Cubert, but like Cubert we, seemed to exist. We around did. Video like, games. I remember when our our middle schools, I'm um, seventh grade. Uh, we got a computer lab and the computers in the library and computers in some classrooms, not every classroom. And some maniac hid Cubert like on all these school computers. So like. It was amazing. We'd go we'd, if you had homeroom and computer lab, you would like whatever the equivalent of alt tab, like the whole class would alt tab out of Cubert. But Cubert is was a huge character. You could look him up on YouTube singing Michael Jackson songs yeah. in his own cartoon. It, this is a thing that happened. We've never mentioned Cubert. And he's he's huh. one of the I think he's one of the the hardest fallen gaming icons. What is Cubert? What kind of creature is Cubert? Is he an I alien? I, I think he's a dildo with a face. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's no, an he's interesting a with designer. a face. Come on. He's got a big, plushy big doll, hole at the end of his snout. at the tip for me, and I don't oh. think that was canonical. In my head canon, he's related to Birdo somehow. Oh, like they I both have it. the snout mm-hmm. thing going on. Yeah, in the cartoon, it's sometimes a hole and it's sometimes not. Hmm. But, but, but again, that's, you know, we were saying earlier, like, why Mario is so creative. It's like making distinctive features for your characters that they're recognizable in silhouette form or that they have distinctive facial features. And Kubert, at a very rudimentary level, did have that. And I love talking about fallen franchises, like how, like, I always say if, like, aliens came down... 20, 30 years ago, what are video games? And I'd hand them like Double Dragon and and maybe Golden Axe and all these franchises that don't exist anymore, but many of them also do. But Q- I was going to say, God. don't hand them all the ones about killing aliens. That's uh, probably not great. Right. They <laughs> suck oh God, them into their, into their noses because they all look mm-hmm. like Qbert. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, or like, this is a racist caricature of us. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, it's funny. I was like lamenting how like Mario just seems like such a random character to become the the mascot of gaming but i guess it yeah. could have been fucking cubert so well, i think it, it was for a little while glad. like well yeah but he didn't make it he didn't make it further i think there were I don't no think plush dolls I... of mario available until like the late 90s there was a cubert doll available but if i say mario to my uh you know my little nieces they know who i'm talking about if i say cubert exactly. they don't know who well, the second Take franchise only to cubert for like it used to mean video games but hasn't yeah. for decades is space invaders yeah, when, which when, when I you also to, don't like, think we've talked about. When you go to cities, people will be doing like street art of like Space Invader, or like I had a snowboard that had the Space Invaders design underneath it because that was shorthand for a generation of like, oh yeah, Atari yeah. games, Space Invaders. And if you don't listen to Padukan, um Pass Blaster, Adam is younger than us, and like he's hugely nostalgic for Space Invaders. If you go to Dave and Buster's, they have like wall size Space Invaders because it has right, this huge yeah. cachet. Yeah. It, it, it could share this category with Cubert easily, easily. You know what it shares? It, it's it's the game so popular it eventually just became mini games in other games because yeah. like Space Invaders is oftentimes like I hey, mm-hmm. it's thrown into some other game. Yeah, collection. it's like the the Namco loading screen game in in like PS One right. era. Cubert is like a uh, is the is the journey game too uh, too <laughs> sophisticated for you? Cubert <laughs> now involves Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight on the games we've never mentioned before. The okay. game I think inarguably most people had it access to first free to play game Microsoft Solitaire. We have never mentioned that. That's at sure all. surprising. Free to play game with not a lot of freemium options. But we've all yeah. play, have have we not spent hours in solitaire? Yes, <laughs> of course. On my phone especially lately. Uh do you ever did you, you guys did like a solitaire salesman sketch, didn't you? Oh yeah, back show? when I, we thought we were funny oh. enough to do sketches, yes. Oh man, I forgot the solitaire salesman sketch. Mm. That was real uh, what I was the thrust of that, that one? bad, actually. I, I think that one was funny. But we we edited it down. We would edit those things down, like, meticulously. Hmm. Oddly enough, I think we have mentioned Ski Free on the show before. Have the other we? free Microsoft game. Yeah, well, I think maybe even in the... the Yetis in, or something? The no, Yeti it was, thing, it was probably yeah, during Michael's yeah. skiing yeah. period, if you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I had one of those. <laughs> I I think the uh, I think Ski Free is probably the like free Windows game I'm, I'm like most nostalgic for. Like there's something very. But you had to download it, didn't you? You mentioning it makes me just want to see that stupid Yeti because that of like I think as a kid it was. I just never had it on a PC that I had. Did it come pre-installed? It, was, it came. It came with most PCs. It was okay. like Minesweeper. God, Minesweeper is what we never talked about. Like one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Fucking Minesweeper, yep. Ski Free, and Solitaire were like the three Microsoft games. Do you guys remember Q Basic games like that were like buried in your DOS? No, 
No, like they had no. a gorilla. I discovered the game in throw... Excel. Like there's like a hidden code in Excel. Yeah, there was, like, there was all these hidden games in your DOS that uh, you could only act file.exe slash god damn PC gaming was a fucking pain in the ass. Global thermonuclear so warfare. <laughs> there's that hidden BBS game you would dial in. Yeah. And, you know. I think Ski Free is one of the first games I remember like kids like making shit up about like oh if you do this yes. or something in ski yeah. free you'll you'll I'm, i don't even know what the you, you, you can kill that yeti you know yeah, you can fucking kill yeah, the yeti. that kind of shit I, it doesn't all this catch is here is a joke but it is sort of like odd we were all given devices with the same game on it and it's how mm. like they're like yeah. like mm. hundreds of millions of players of this game and whatever the next one i had i was inspired by i saw the i saw the movie glass onion the sequel to knives out one of my favorite so movies bad. of the year, and this is not a huge spoiler, but Benoit Blanc is playing Among Us <laughs> in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. It's it's very set during the pandemic, and he's trying oh, shit. to get it's his good, murder good mystery game for him to play. Yeah, we have not mentioned Among Us, which no, uh, at its height Among had us? half a billion, five hundred million monthly peak. Uh, like all I had to talk about for like a few weeks mm. there, yeah, that was that yeah, was quite Oaks. a phenomenon. I've played it. I played it with previous guests on this show, but yeah, I've never talked about it on the show. It's, it's. I, I know it. I played it, but I don't like have the kind of memory. Just the other day, my girl's kid, like, what are you drawing on the board? It looks like a bunny bending over. Like, and it was a, <laughs> and it was a crude Among Us character. That that's mm-hmm. a thing kids draw now. And, and, and there was wild. there was a store in the mall last year that was all Among Us. Very bootleg merchandise. Yeah. yeah. Um, 2020 and 2021 stuff exited our brains uh, at the start of, of this year. Because, yeah. like, Squid Game was the biggest thing in the universe. Yeah. And I just feel like, yeah, who cares? That was that was 2021. That yeah. didn't... That, yeah. Look, you know, look, look, at Among Us was look at Mark like Zuckerberg's stock Doesn't report matter. to see how, like, yeah, this pandemic <laughs> thing, we're going to ride this forever. Yeah. People are going to use yeah. this service all the time, all day. Uh, uh, and this this is more insular to us. This game sold 80,000 copies at a price of $50 40 years ago, the equivalent of $150 now. We have never spoken of Custer's Revenge. And again, thank God. Well, same reason we back. don't talk about the Philips CDI games. There's, it's on enough lists where, like, fuck that game. Right. You know? It's like, what, what else is there to say about this? The only thing I looked into that I didn't know is, like, it was that edgelordy day these days. Like, well, we want to get a name for ourselves. Who do we test this with? Why Native American advocate groups and women's groups? And they did. I know why we haven't talked about it. It's it's something worth stating about our show that hopefully you've noticed this over the years, listeners. Is like we tend to take a positive spin on things. Yeah. We like to celebrate mm-hmm. the positives of the industry, and that's. There's nothing positive about that game. There's yeah. no reason it would ever appear yeah. on a, a top five <laughs> yes. po- positive and, mention. And, and, right? and Matt, when you, you, you took a look and like, I forget what your adorable text was, like, are all our picks really basic? I'm like, yes. no, these are just the games <laughs> that we basic? all are playing. Like, hmm. I like for a while I was playing Vampire Vampire Survivors and couldn't get you guys to look at it. Still play? No, no, I played that. Uh, you're in into early it now and liked it. And you weren't back. into it. You're into it now. You weren't when it was. Did you know there's an ending to that game? My friend discovered it. I'm like, really? what the fuck? Wow. There are, ca- yeah, there are credits on that 500 thing. check marks you got to get. Yeah. Uh, but we yeah. never talked about Custer's Revenge, and I feel like that's like... If we told you what the format our show was, you would have assumed we've talked about that in 500 episodes. We never have. No need. Hmm. I mean, we, I think we made offhanded, but we've never devoted 
this much time to it, yeah. which it doesn't Until deserve. Until now, thanks it for It doesn't deserve at all. On that note, another game we've never talked about, number Frontlines, Cubert, Solitaire, Among Us. On another two. Custer's Revenge note? I hope not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, this is definitely related to Custer's Revenge. Halo 4. Oh, God, yeah. We're not talking about Halo 4? We have never talked about Halo 4. <laughs> wow. And, and, and not only that, I played... I can't speak for Matt. We all played the shit out of Halo 3. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced you could find anyone who has talked at length about Halo 4, to be honest. <laughs> and, and I think we, Halo <laughs> Infinite Ryan McCaffrey was our, of IGN. Our game of the year. Uh, but And I went to numerous appointments with Ryan McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Uh for Halo Five Guardians, I have no, I have seen not a frame of Halo Four, and we've never discussed it or brought it up for a top I, five. Ever. I mean, I laugh. I laugh when you said the name, just because my mind was immediately like, "What's that? What's Halo Four? <laughs> there was there's a Halo, Halo 4, Three, right? and then there's what, like Halo well, ODST? Like Five Infinite. became noteworthy to talk about because of like, uh, people didn't like it because you played half the game as other people besides Master Chief. But yeah, Four is just utterly forgettable. It's like, oh yeah, they, they rebooted this and like it was, I heard it was good, but, you know, never it was really... Good. I played it. I beat it. Bothered with it. So, and yeah. uh, in it, where are we at? We're in the top four? Yes. Uh, we have never mentioned League of Legends. <laughs> <And> apparently <laughs> well, I'm shocked. None of us played. I mean, we've talked about, like, Not a new guy. releases and, like, with, about DLC and news stories related to it, but we've never put in a top five because, spoiler... We're not playing this game. No, we know nothing about it. But like, yeah. I, but you talk about Dota two every freaking week. Come on, yeah. guys. Well, you guys I was, are I was considering slashing Dota standard, two because that's never been mentioned either. <laughs> I know it hasn't. And, and I remember, like, I, I one of the last jobs I got offered was to, like do something with Dota two, or, you know, like these live games, and it's just like, yeah, I don't know that world, and I don't want to. Yeah. But what's mm-hmm. wild is it's like we talk about second or third games industries, mm-hmm. like. That game exists and is huge because yeah. I several years ago I went on a job interview on that campus. Like that game has built an entire campus yeah. in Santa Monica where they shape the campus. Like, oh yeah, don't don't you recognize this? This is the this map or whatever. I'm like, no, yeah, yes, I recognize this, but like, no, that game is a billion dollar plus franchise. I have numerous just... friends who I believe have gotten rich off of League of Legends. <laughs> By working for for the company called Riot, which is only in headlines now because of scandals, because League of Legends is kind of hard to talk about to the general audience. Everybody knows what it is or doesn't know what it, what it is or doesn't want to know what it is. Well, and, the, and then now they have several other games. They have they have a Netflix series that apparently is hugely successful that yep. I don't know anyone who's seen an episode of I, that. I've heard that it's really good. I just haven't thing. seen it. Have, so and is, is it as good as I hear? Yeah, you've seen oh, Arcane. I, I've seen an episode of it. I, I wasn't into it. Okay. <laughs> I would have watched more than one if I liked it. But I, I did know people who, who liked it quite a bit. Yeah, you know, League, League is, is, is... But you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, like we've all been to PAXs where it's like, oh, there's the League thing over there. And it's mm-hmm. it's technically part of the same community, but, like, we have nothing to do with, with that part of the game. Well, there's a, lot, there's a lot more. Maybe there's not more, but there's just a lot of, like, one one game people, you know? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yes. League people and there's CSGO people. Gaming and, is a lifestyle. Um, I only play Rocket League and ah, that's not true. I play Siege too. <laughs> but, but, but I know what you mean. I, I find that mean, yeah. wonderful that we all can sit here and admit because before, like, one of the things that almost made the list of the top five games we talked about is Street Fighter. Like, we're not Street Fighter players. We're not competitive. None of us are. 
Tyler was right. for a little bit. I no, I tried to be. Haven't but then Mike Grimm forward. would just like yeah. kick my ass every time, and, and right. Lucas would kick my ass, and then I would uh, I'd get frustrated. But yeah, we and, started hanging out with actually good Street Fighter players, oh, yeah, and we <laughs> that lost is interest. Ruined it for me, but 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 we all have an, a really deep knowledge of that game, the characters, the moves, That's the sounds, time, time commitment. We are we have that with Street Fighter, whereas we don't have that with League of Legends because not at all thing i was talking about earlier feeling like we own all games we kind of let that go and didn't bother to follow league of legends or dota 2 into whatever yeah. the fuck they were doing and when i was a few years ago when i was an esports show like dota 2 was like really dota 2 is the biggest thing in the universe it's bigger than overwatch it's bigger than uh it's bigger than uh other things in this category yeah. uh, i don't want to i don't want to say anything because i have a feeling it was huge and I, I didn't know, know it was going to be number it. one, but yeah. CS:GO. Uh, well, funny yeah. you should mention that, Tyler, because the uh, number two on my list games we've never covered before: mm-hmm. Candy Crush Saga. <laughs> really, we've talked about it in the news, but yeah, that's we it. have. We talked news. about it in the news, and uh, but our news was like, how the fuck did this command three times the price of Lucasfilm? Uh, <laughs> how was this? How the game my mom plays? Well, that's why, because my mom plays it and spends money. That on is it. why we haven't talked about it, and it is, according to Phil Spencer, the reason Microsoft wants to buy Activision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is fucking Candy Crush, uh, the King Games. It has had nearly three billion downloads. Oh my god, we're talking uh, Gungam style downloads. Like There's what seven billion people in the world, something yeah. like that, or what, what are we at? And I, I, the, like, Eight, I don't I like say? that. I, I tried to look in that qualification because. Even I downloaded it, played it, and like, this isn't for me, and I never touched it again, but it's still on my phone somewhere. Oh, no, I'm the opposite. I fucking love that game. I, I played it a bunch, but realized there's no end to the game, so mm-hmm. I eventually gave it up. Cause uh, but it sold 2.7, or sold, it's free. It's free. Right. Yeah. So it, like, is, it is made 2.7. You, you sort of need an asterisk, and and I'm not going to get in a ton of that in this top blobbity book, but 2.7 billion downloads, that is... Almost seven times Call of Duty's lifetime sales. That is uh, almost twice Sonic the Hedgehog's life, lifelong sale, lifetime sales. Uh, that, is how, that is how much Candy Crush has been played. Is, wow. Do any of us have any of us not downloaded Candy Crush? I, I don't think I have. Oh, I, shut up! I knew he would. Say that. <laughs> I'm a cookie clicker guy. No, I just Googled it to like look at it, and it's. Uh... It's, I mean, that's it's nice bejeweled. It meets Candyland. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a match three with cool power ups and like just obviously a really cool I, aesthetic. Obviously, yeah. I know what Candy Crush Saga is, but like I've never really had, I've never really had an interest in trying it. I guess I should. I should wonder wh- why billions of people yeah. have this on their phone. Well, it's it's one of those games. Like, and again, I don't want to mention too many because uh we they might be later on this list but like you know among us and league of legends kind of are sit in my head alongside candy crush and minecraft and Fortnite and angry birds as these things that become immensely popular and do not penetrate our radars at all i mean minecraft being the exception because i played the shit out of that they, they penetrate our radar like we are we're aware of them but they don't penetrate like our gaming Life. It's like it's I didn't like, even try last week. I played a ton of Call of Duty Warzone, but I know Matt, Matt and Michael didn't. 
mm-hmm. yeah. and no, didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> We're not not big battle royale guys. Either. I mean, we don't talk about my thousand dollar month Genshin Impact habit. True, we try not to. Chris brings <laughs> try it up. Not to. And I played a bunch of uh, Apex Legends, which is, is is in I think one of the top ten most played by the played by the most people simultaneously games that exist right now, hmm. and uh, that hasn't been there either. But the only reason I did this because I, I I personally love showing when I'm out of touch. And so I'm, I'm not ashamed at all. Michael might be. Wiki Pares hmm. might be hurting right now. A little bit. But this, this, this is, this is, <laughs> nah, this is nah, just same. a giant, a weird giant oversight. And I thought would give a little insight into the hipster nature of our podcast. Okay. Because I had a different game here, but I'm going to, just to be safe, not have Michael call me out. I'm going to go with this. So I modified it to Super Mario World. We've okay. never, but no I only way. We've never talked talk- about Super Mario World. We've talked about it in conjunction with other Mario games, or it being a new release on like Wii U. That's how long we've been around. But it has not been in any of our top fives. I wow. I only started this list because I wanted to point out that we've never had Super Mario Three in a list because every time we discuss mm. things, like everyone's going to expect Super Mario Three. I love Super Mario Three. It, it's like talking about the Beatles. Oh, of course I love Sonic or uh, uh, Super Mario Three, but it's like talking about the Beatles. No, like that's a great analogy because the mm. talking about Three and Super Mario World are very much like talking about Beatles albums. It's yes. like you're talking about two classic games who came out back to back. Like that, how can all you even the information you could ever need has already been said about them? And I and and we, I go, doing a Control F, you can see Super Mario Three almost making it into all these top fives, like. Top, mm. we have a top five, three entries, and I think it got mildly disincluded because you know it's not a three. Uh, but yeah, like it, it. I mean, yeah, it got like lumped in with Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario sixty four. So like a best I think there was games. a podcast I wasn't on, episode forty seven, dress up games. And yes, Super Mario 3 turned out to be one of those entries. I wasn't on that episode. I don't remember ever talking in depth about Super Mario 3, which we've never done. Uh, but we, and we've had discussions of like, everyone's going to expect that. Like, let's find something more unique and weird. And that is how our conversations go behind the scenes. I just wanted to give some people some insight into that. Uh, and Super Mario 3, I just don't feel like I have, there's anything left to say about the game. I'm fascinated by it. It's great. It's one of the most iconic pieces of cover art, Japanese and uh, American. Mm-hmm. Tyler, even you have played Super Mario 3. Don't fuck around. <laughs> Don't fuck around. No, no I'm laughing because this, it's like, you know, five minutes. Like, there's nothing left to say about this game. I don't know shit about I'm Super not- Mario 3. <laughs> I would love a podcast It didn't even make Super it into Mario our best number three. threes. It didn't. It didn't. But and I, remember the, I remember the conversation, like, because we have to acknowledge these better number threes. Because Super Mario Three, for all intents and purposes, is like the real Super Mario Two. Hmm. But yeah. it's depending on how you look at it, it's it's the fourth or second game. Uh, but yeah, we have never talked about it. We never talked about World either, which is in 
the only hot take I have is that Super Mario World is Mario 3 and more. And the fact that you included it in dress-up games, what? Because you put on an outfit? Like the fireball yeah. outfit wasn't a different color? Well, no. The, the Tanuki outfit, the frog outfit, the Hammer Brothers outfit. Like, this cost- is what it's like going, dress, through, going dress through entries up games, with Dress-up games were specifically games where a costume changed the gameplay. So like Kid Chameleon. They or not not was it what was the one on Genesis that something chameleon yeah it was Kid yeah, Chameleon but I was confusing it with chameleon a different cover a different color overalls with fireballs isn't a mm. fucking dress up yeah it's a little different it's not really a costume you son of a bitch see what I I'm saying see what I'm saying yeah. like what it's this like is what he has to deal with in terms of Michael. The first time Mario dressed up as Super Mario Three that's what mm. he thinks it doesn't belong in that list and I was not there. To prevent it from happening. <laughs> it, it's one thing we should point out is is Chris and I often try to lean on Michael like, hey, we can repeat a topic. Let's revisit topics. Like we've we're we're at fucking episode five hundred, and Michael is usually very stunned. He's like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, we're not I doing don't, that. I don't want like, to. I mean, uh, final final go back final decision wells. usually always rests with Michael. It's not like he's not receptive to things, but I I personally like if you don't want to do it, I'm not going to push you. I'm, I'm not arguing about this. I will not argue about this. I will not fight for a stupid game. No, but, uh, you can fight for stupid games. I don't care. Well, I, but but if I do, it's only because like this would be more interesting to talk about. Here's a fun sound clip. It's mm. never like I love this and this has to go up there. Yeah, yes, it's, exactly. it's, it's just Michael's like that doesn't really fit the criteria we made. Mm. Yeah, he you take. I'm just saying. I want to reflect on us as people now. Uh, you you've taken this very seriously over 500 episodes, and I think you deserve a shitload of credit. For it. I guess. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we've also never mentioned Fortnite since I said that earlier. That's yeah, we, not yeah, true. I mean, in news, we that's have. not we true. In, in news and new releases, maybe, but like we've because, never included it in the top five. When Dave and I were streaming, I love telling the story. E three twenty twelve. I think Tyler was there with me. I thought Minecraft or uh, Fort, Fortnite. It was a Minecraft clone, mm-hmm. like a turn. Build your shit. Day turns to night. Yeah. Fend off. Fend off these people, and so like, I thought it was one of the best games of show. So, the, so Dave and I were in contact with Epic when Fortnite came out, and they were letting us stream it like a month in advance. But it was not; it, it didn't have the battle royale thing. It was save the no. world at the time. Yeah, like, it was, it was a forty dollars yeah. game with freemium purchases yeah. in it, and nobody was buying it for months, for months. And then they added that battle royale thing, and it literally changed the yeah. entire gaming world. It it, it did. It, it, you can't say enough shit about Fortnite. yeah they spent like a few months building that when the mm-hmm. when the original idea for the game that they spent years on didn't yeah, really work at, out there's there's an epic history that it's so because and then they sued apple yeah it's pretty amazing that, that uh, epic that made they, a game that failed and like we're shutting it down but we're gonna put all the assets into Fortnite, and you can play as all these characters epic was not a um not like a tiny mom and pop no. before Fortnite. No, right? they, they, had had they had an engine is running powering and, most of the industry and, and and gears and stuff they, they were an important company but i like got an interview with tim sweeney like in 2016 just that. by like emailing their pr and being like can i talk to tim sweeney about like graphics and they were like yeah and so i got a video call with tim sweeney and talked to him and it's like it's so funny to look back because i i got like interviews with tim sweeney after that like when Fortnite was getting big uh, at like GDCs and and now it's like you want to talk to Tim Sweeney this yeah. guy's flying around suing a uh, billion dollar companies he's line, busy baby. he's <laughs> way too rich for you now he's not he's not 
Elon Musk yet, but like he is probably one of like gaming's <laughs> few billionaires. I did think like you know uh, people were really mad, obviously, about like the Epic Game Store, um, Epic. Seriously, but you know that's I mean, exactly what I was talking about. Fortnite led to the Epic Game Store, which changed the pricing and release and ex- exclusivity of PC games. Hmm. And forever after, it's like it's irreparable damage. We. we uh... We really benefited from them just like throwing that Fortnite money back yeah. into uh, yeah. PC gaming because like they were giving away free games every week. Like good, yeah, all they ask is, is that you use like the worst. You worst the, you use the worst launcher of all time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we'll give you the new um, Metro. We'll give you Metro Three for nothing. I know we can't it's afford to upgrade funny. it because we got to give you more free games. That's yeah. So they could have just sat on that Fortnite cash. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't have could've. to try to convince us to use uh to use their launcher. And so you know, hey, free free and games. Fortnite was not on my list just because like I liked Fortnite from the beginning, yeah. and Epic was giving us a ton of like free Fortnite money, and it's just bizarre to think about needing to spend money on building. And so now when I play it as a battle royale. Dude, I cannot build and shoot. I cannot do it. I, it fucking it's it's. I'm too old. Cannot do so it. We're sort of like because when Fortnite Battle Royale took off, we like none of us were playing it at PC mm-hmm. Gamer, right? But we we're like we recognize like shit. We need to be covering this thing. It's huge. So we just like we made one guy like, dude, you have to play Fortnite. And I felt I felt bad, but then he starts to get into it, and he started to like it, and he's trying to convince everyone else like to play with them and no one wants to so then it became almost worse because we like we, we made him play a game he didn't want to play yeah and then he, he ended up really enjoying it and then <laughs> all of us turned our backs on him and we're like no you just go cover Fortnite. we're gonna go do the other stuff you're the Fortnite man now isn't, isn't that what what's what's fascinating especially where, where tyler still is you're still involved in game journalology that yeah. like just when when we got started, Xbox Live was just sort of in its infancy, and like, yeah, of course we we can uh, if we have a team of sixteen people, we can assign people to play every game that ever comes out. There's no mobile phone. So funny looking. Yeah, they have like, a few of these games have live anything, and so mm-hmm. like we had a team of people who knew every bit of the gaming landscape, and now you need a person whose beat is one game because there's so really much funny. happening. Because I just remember the times when it was like you doing like planning your reviews for the month, and the question was, "Okay, what games are coming out? All, all of them? <laughs> okay, we'll review those." <laughs> now it's like we we have to like pick, we have meetings every week to pick and choose like what what can we actually pay attention to, and, and yeah. what do we need to just like pretend doesn't exist because we don't have time for that. <laughs> and and so, what yeah. if we ever do it? I just the Fortnite has to be number one. Of the most successful ripoffs of all time, yeah, it began as one ripoff and converted to another ripoff, and 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 almost outshined, uh, definitely outshined PUBG. Yeah, yeah, and, for sure. But it, which I love, but like, ne- you know, I only played it on my PC and my Xbox One original. Good lord, I hate you, Microsoft. <laughs> um, but but like, yeah, it always ran like absolute garbage. Whereas Fortnite ran immediately well on any hardware and phones hmm. and and like and when i was looking at the most played games in the world right now like call of duty mobile uh fortnite mobile uh like the mobile versions of those are fairly ubiquitous especially in 
non-American countries. Like that that's where they play those games. China and India like are yeah. basically this other whole other industry. It kind of blew my mind though how my like teenage nephew would be like switching between like Fortnite on phone, on tablet, on PC just like they were all the same thing to him, you know. Yeah, so I can barely close out a Marvel different snap. Generation. I don't know how they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, like uh, I love pointing out our flaws, but it's also like if you're listening to the show that things like that probably will never be our beat and but you know. Fortnite should be because it is now just a pop culture machine that has every other brand ever. Like Laser Time as a network is a pop culture network. Yeah, it's we like, were when looking at the top fives, we love doing episodes about crossovers. There's like twenty of them of, of things crossing over. There is no bigger crossover than Fortnite. So if we ever do that episode again, we can't not mention the idea of Rick Sanchez ball massaging Black Adam <laughs> in in front of Goku. Like this is it's the crazy how about just ryu with a gun like it's the best it's nuts nuts. and every time i see it i'm like i'm shocked i'm not playing this but it's also like uh gaming has been my lifestyle i really hate it when one game becomes my lifestyle because it has happened to me before battlefield counter-strike uh that's all happened to me before and i just don't yeah i can't make one game my shit man we gotta do this i love doing this show and part of that show is the diversity of what we play and yeah, we may never do Other it. than Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact. And we will never do a top five about Genshin Impact. Top since, five characters in Genshin Impact. Never! Since, since we're, we're doing a show about us, I do want to call out Matt's infuriating patience. Like, he can, how he can, <laughs> he can wait to enjoy things, and he can enjoy things. He, like, a year later, he's like, dude, this is Assassin's Creed Odyssey that came out three years ago. It just got real good. <laughs> Real good. I I actually play my GameCube games. Like I, I'm like, yeah, I yeah. got a game I've really been wanting to play, and I'll go back and play that versus something. Yeah, new that no, I, don't I am strictly play. I am strictly emulators and current gen consoles. That's the only shit I play. Only shit I play. Michael is all over the fucking place. I have no oh, idea yeah. how he play does play everything stuff. I can get my hands on. You want you want to give anybody any insight how you do it? Um. Steam has a very generous refund <laughs> policy. That's all I wanted out of the show was for you to say that. You to say that. Not always paying for all the games, mm-hmm. but he does play. Every, he Michael yeah. really does touch almost I, everything. I try to play about. around an hour at least of every new release. So, to your credit, you finish the ones you really like. You yeah, know, that's either. true. Yeah, it's it's just you know if I play it for an hour and decide, yeah, this isn't. I don't. I don't really see myself playing any more of this. Then, but, but yeah, if it's something I want to play, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll just pirate this or buy it again when it's cheaper. I, no, I'll, I'll pay full price for something I want to play. But yeah, I just wanted to say thanks to all of you because, you know, uh, times are tight. It's not like the most lucrative business in the world, but like I have had the opportunity to do me personally do podcasts professionally in a way that's not losing money for 10 years and and outside of brett being here and, and not that matt's not a, matt's a huge part of this uh including like behind the scenes enthusiasm and encouragement and blah 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 kind gentle rem- professional reminders as well like uh but yeah tyler's yeah they, everything everything i i have right now is part of podcasting with you guys so yeah it's it's not an ideal life but it's a life 
I got a nice girl now. Things are going better. Yeah, all right. Got all right. A, all right. Yeah. Well, you got a psychiatrist yeah, yeah, yeah. again after Things like, are going okay for me. Mm-hmm. Things are going okay too. So, you know, covering video game news, it's a life. Just, just, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Like, I, I, I kind of like, this is both social and professional at the same time. And, and that's been a really interesting experiment. And 500 episodes seems like a good time to say thanks to you guys. Uh, yeah. I mean, thanks, I didn't everybody. think it would last this long. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, didn't I didn't mean either. the listeners. They're mean. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> nah, no. listeners are fine. And and I and, know and, I do want to say thank you to the listeners because so every Thursday night, you know, when Matt and I are editing the show, it, it, we usually wrap up like really late, two, three in the morning or something, because this shit takes a long time to edit. And I always feel absolutely defeated afterward. It's just like Man, who even listens to this? Why would anyone listen to this? Uh, why don't we just quit and walk away? And then inevitably somebody says something really nice about the show. And just one nice comment is all it takes to, to bring me back around to like, okay, yeah, no, this is cool. I, I, I enjoy doing this. I'm glad we do this. So that that's just, you know, a, a window into my own self-loathing. But uh, you guys really do help make this... Uh, you know, make me want to keep going for another five hundred. I'm I'm the same way. Like it, it this this audience has been typically kind, mm. like a, atypically kind. Yes, like uh, yes. like ninety nine. We, we're very lucky with our fans. And and but man, there have been a couple of assholes that can like not only like ruin me, but like you know, I'm more mentally fragile and older than I was when I started, and like it just really fuck it. It's a different podcast, I guess, but like. Uh, yeah, negativity can really fuck you up, especially when like uh, you know you're putting in long hours. It's, it's three in the, two in the morning here. Um, well, I, I think we're unique in that though. We have so many. Like you mentioned, the positivity. Mm-hmm. We have so many fans we've personally met or connected yep. with online, mm-hmm. or we've had we've had fans who eventually with. became guests on shows because yeah. they do their own, their thing, and it's like, hey, you're good on the mic. You should come over here. It's like. We have such a supportive community and it kind of works both ways. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm in the Facebook group all the time, talking to people, commenting on their posts, you know, answering sometimes questions about the shows. And it's like, we're very fortunate that we have those fans that we're able to do that with, you know, like it's, it's, uh, yeah. And, and that, and not every, barely any podcast gets episode 500, right? Like this is kind of a big milestone. It's a big deal. 10 years seems fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and Tyler's here, and I, I got to say, like I have, Tyler was like one of my best friends when I moved up to San Francisco. We became roommates, and I have very rarely laughed more. I don't think I've laughed more than uh, mostly mostly with Tyler. And I did one of my. I don't. This is not to the uh, audience, but question of the week. One of my favorite gaming memories with Tyler was. Um, we both got Mass Effect 3 at the same time and we were both playing at different rooms and we were like running out like, dude, did you get to this thing yet? And like, like, no, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And we would like try and take breaks and eat around like <laughs> reaching certain milestones. And for, it was like, a, it was only like a day and a half because we really binged it. And I remember yeah. I felt, I felt so good when I was done. Like this is not only was playing Mass Effect 3 an amazing game, 
talking with Tyler <laughs> every two hours in between like a save point was an amazing experience. I, I clean if you remember, I cleaned the whole house after that because like <laughs> I've never had a more enjoyable. <laughs> exp- I might as well do something I'm obligated to because this was so fucking fun. I have to balance this out with some kind of obligation. And that was funny. I don't remember. I mean, I do remember we, us both playing it. Because you were like, yeah. did, you, did, you, did this guy just die? Like, no, shut No, shut Well, yeah, because we had different people were dying. Yeah. So, you well, know. Behind the scenes, those are some of the times we get inspired the most is when at least the three of us, Chris, Michael, and I, we are all playing the same game. And yeah. our chat, our daily chat will just become that game thread for a week or two mm-hmm. on end. And it's just like, wait, have you, yeah, similar experience. It'll be like, have you gotten here yet? What can I say? Because I really need to talk about this to somebody. And it's like, well, talk to me in an hour. I'm going to get there. And it's like, yeah. we, it's I, only happened a few times. Like Resident Evil Village, Michael and I had a in a little insight. I loved it. Why is God of War Ragnarok so great and still feel like right. work? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, well, yeah, we have thoughts on, on Ragnarok. Yeah, for sure. yeah. But yeah, it, we, every, every time that happens, though, it's great is, is you can go back to some of these top fives and it's like, the ideas just sort of spin off each other, and a lot of it will it has to do with kind of what we're obsessed with at that time. It's like, mm-hmm. and literally, I'll sit there in the ideas doc and be like, um, "Okay, I'm playing this game. This is inspiring five different top fives or something right. like that." You know, and, and then, yeah. but we don't do those by ourselves. Like we we then bounce them off each other, and oftentimes, the things that become top fives are like it's like someone is improving upon someone else's original idea. It's like, well, what if we did this angle to make it more unique or whatever? And I, I, I do love that collaboration that we have. Me too. Like, uh, Michael, man, we went nuts the other night in our game chat, not about games, about like Dr. Seuss's racist editor- editorial cartoons. Oh my God. <laughs> and, 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 and Michael started watching the private snafu series. And I've always said like, I don't know history that well, but it is a very interesting look at history when you watch, Private Snafu was what Chuck Jones and Dr. Seuss made for 18-year-old soldiers overseas in black and white, but it's with Mel Blanc and Chuck Jones, and it looks like a Looney Tune, but it's a little more ribald, and it's mm-hmm. literally cautionary tales like, don't talk when you're at a bar. Oh, there's a mosquito character in the South Pacific who goes at... So you see the trajectory of the fears yeah. of the entire Maintain war. Maintain your weapons, because you can bet that the Nazis are maintaining theirs. And if, and if you... Watch to the end. It's like here's it's, it goes from like here's what the Germans do. Watch out in the South Pacific. Here's what your GI Bill will pay for. Here's how to reacclimate to being back home. And when I was going through this list, it's just like I can see the trajectory of my life. I can see like here's when I built my arcade machine and my friends indulged me in doing top fives about arcade games. <laughs> when I started getting like super into old arcade games. Uh, here, you could see what we were into. Here's when Gears of War 3 came out. And we were absolutely... Oh, my God. Oh, it's going to be the greatest game ever. It was close. You know, there's yeah, a little more Gears 2. Yeah. But, like, uh, you, can, you can see that. You can see that in the trajectory of the show. And I, it's, it's really, like, a privilege to be able to live that out loud with other folks. I, I feel very privileged also because, you know... It's harder than ever for people our age and younger, older, to get together and talk about dumb hobby stuff, you know? Like, you really have to, like, organize, but we sort of don't. It just sort of, it gets to be innate because of what these people, uh, you listeners, have done for us. So, thank you. And I would like to do 500 more. Yeah. And I wish Tyler was on more because fewer people, old Seinfeld, like, just complain. (laughs) 
Well, maybe maybe if our shows don't go this long every time, uh, is this <laughs> long? This is a bit long. This yeah, is we're, fucking we're, typical. We're, Sorry, you just don't. You want me to shut up? Yeah, we're at like the two and a half hour mark, I think now. He but. never points out the time. <laughs> it's much longer than that. Sorry, yes, but you're right. Uh, but anyway, um, so some other some other things. Obviously, our question of the week. We're recording this way too early to collect answers. Um, so we'll we'll keep this going. What is a game that we missed in last week's show? Uh, that what was it that we did? We um, that basically a, a movie based game that throws out the plot of the movie and just invents its own. Um, we do have an answer from Diamond Dog Dave Rudden for y'all. What greetings and salutations, Video Game Apocalypse hosts uh, and listeners. This is the diamond dog dave rudden and you know i should probably wish matt and chris and michael a happy 500th episode or maybe even answer the question of the week but i think what i'm gonna do is refute a slanderous story put out by one mr chris antista on the recent bonus time episode about the wii u launch uh, if you go to patreon.com slash lasertime, donate at the $5 level or above, you can listen to a 10th anniversary episode of Bonus Time covering the Wii U launch, uh, starring Chris Antista, uh, Steve Guntley of Wii Universe, and J.R. Rawls. A very entertaining listen, very informative, funny too at points, but has one gigantic lie in it. And that lie which I have the exact text for because I re-listened because I was so astonished at how false it was. This is the story of the Wii U launch that Chris put forth. You can even go back five years to the Video Game Apocalypse archives and hear the truth, but I have the total truth right here. You don't have to go back, but trust me, it's there. So, the story of the launch day. Chris and I met at a Target. That much is true. Adam Sessler was there, and he was turned away. That is also true. Here is what Chris said of the story. Only mild embarrassment as I get there right before Target, and my pal Dave Rudden has had the exact same thought. Then there's about a minute of chatter not related to this exactly. Chris comes back to the point, says, Dave and I were were there, and we were both kind of embarrassed, thinking, I don't want to get one, and we both show up day one and see each other there, and it's like, ah, Jesus. It's like we both swear off masturbation and our Zoom cameras turn on, and we're both jerking off. Very, very nice anecdote there, Chris. But let me give you the actual events of that day. Yes, Chris had not uh, pre-ordered. He decided on the fly to show up at Target. I had stated to Chris that I procured a pre-order there. The unfortunate aspect was that there was only the white Wii U, uh, not the black deluxe edition that gets you like the extra uh, money back on purchases or uh, extra storage. So I went in there thinking, I'm getting the console on launch day, which I always do, but I'm not getting the one I want. I show up there at launch. Chris is there. The Cess is there. And I go up to collect my pre-order. When I give the person the slip, which it said on it, a non-deluxe edition, I must admit, uh, the person asks me, which version do you want? And I say, the deluxe version. 
Uh, so I do carry a bit of guilt from that day, having probably swindled someone out of a deluxe edition. But I have, I, I procured a Wii on launch day that I pre-ordered ahead of time, and it was better than the one I expected. So if we are following the logic of Chris's story, I was not jerking off over Zoom. He was, and I showed up with my date, who was more attractive than she said she was. So, Chris, on this 500th episode of Video Game Apocalypse, I'm proud to say you just got diamond dogged. Oh, and as for the answer to the question of the week, I don't know, like Back to the Future Part 2 or something? Like, you're not putting, bringing tires back or fucking trophies back. All you have to do is burn an almanac. All right, that's it. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, that <time> <laughs> he's going to yeah. be in jail soon. <laughs> Unbelievable. No, he's yeah. too good a guy. Too, too good, good a guy. guy, man. Too good a guy. <laughs> he will seduce the guards. He will seduce the guards. <laughs> Tyler, I'm guessing you don't have an answer for that, or or do you? <laughs> what's the question? Uh, what's, what's a movie game that, uh, or a favorite movie game that completely threw out the plot of the movie? It just this just seems like a test. Yeah. <laughs> right. Never mind then. We'll, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, that's been our show. Thanks for listening to our very self indulgent uh, exercise here. At that's five hundred episodes. Wow. But let's go with some plugs. Uh, Tyler, um, once again, is is there anything that you'd like to you know where they can find you, where they can read your stuff, where they can follow you online? Yeah, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter where I've been for like, I don't know, 14 years or however long it's been around. Uh, Tyler underscore wild. I don't tweet that much. Did, but... did you delete lose followers Tuesday, Tuesday that awful tradition we all <laughs> I, I deleted those. <laughs> I made sure um, mine were very satirical. If the Indians deserve yeah. this country, why didn't they build more water parks? <laughs> like, it's not a real position to take. No. <laughs> I, uh, no, uh, I don't know. I think I deleted all my old tweets at some point. So, uh, there's, uh, you know, I, I don't do social media that much anymore. Although I guess I've, I've been tweeting more recently cause I feel like, you know, it's, uh, I just want to do the opposite of what everyone says they're going to do. If everyone says they're going to leave Twitter, now I want to come back the things to Twitter. I used to and, tweet, I send yeah. to Michael and Matt. Like, hey, look at my Christmas decorations. Yeah, and, same. And, and then and then I see, like, Grim doesn't do a lot of shit either. And, like, look at my cat being cute. And we all became, like, 60-year-old fucking grandmothers yeah. mm-hmm. in terms of it's social true. media. Like, a couple of stalkers will do that to you. Anyway. And, mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, what, do we have anything else to plug? And PCGamer.com, right? PC Gamer. What about, what yeah. about Patreon? <laughs> Never heard of this little, little com website. slash Laser Time, which has a new episode up about the Wii U 10th anniversary, which is... Yeah. I love shitting on that system. Holy shit. <laughs> I know you Holy do. shit. I hate that system The system so that much. launched a podcast. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, I, I really wish, like, I could have forced Tyler in a room, because at the time, Tyler had, like, a Titan graphics card and, like... Use this Wii U for a second. Watch what happens. <laughs> Watch what happens. You're going to hate this. Mm-hmm. You're going to hate this. It makes a lot of whistle yeah. noises. It's, <laughs> it's the worst. It's got a four-pound tablet you have to hold up in the air. <laughs> yeah, it's a glorified leapfrog. Yeah. It's, it's 140p. Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. Your shoulders will never be bigger, though. Huge yeah. shoulders. muscles. true. Get you jacked. Yeah. I still have that um, One of the longest conversations we've had about a movie, and, and I think Diane and I were in agreement, um, 
Aladdin is the best Disney movie of our generation? Of the is it Silver Age or is that Golden Age? What they call the nineties ones? <sighs> you know, I, I think it was even the Bronze Age because the I, I don't know how they classify it. Golden Age of animation is like the forties, so like they had a sixties and seventies period. But uh, uh, the thesis I'm trying to make is like uh, Aladdin made animation funny, which it wasn't for a long time. It was it was a maudlin. I'm sad. I'm sad. Like it was fucking maudlin until Robin Williams blew the shit out of uh, Aladdin. And that comes out the same day as The Bodyguard. And those are the two highest grossing movies of the year in the same week. I think I prefer The Lion King from the like Katzenberg Disney films, but absolutely like Aladdin. It's a good mixture. But remember, there are eight times the comedians in that movie (laughs) than there are in Aladdin because of Aladdin. Like, let's guarantee this is funny. And we're, we're guaranteed to make money. And now every animated movie has a comedian in it. Buddy Hackett was the f- most famous comedian <laughs> in The Little Mermaid. That was... Wow. Seriously. Played the seagull, that, right? Yes. Scuttle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Whoa, mermaid off the port. Bow. Oh, you didn't know I did such a good Buddy Hackett. It sounds like Tony Clifton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it does. I haven't done one of these plugs in a while, so I'll go ahead and do this. So um, if you've been listening and enjoying the shows for 500 episodes or some portion thereof, uh, how about going to iTunes and writing a review? Five stars only, please. Uh, And yeah, just tell people how much you like the show because that helps uh, get the word out, raise us in all the right little, you know, places and apples, whatever. Hmm. But yeah, Yeah. write write a positive review. We we, we like those. As always, if you want to answer the question of the week, go to videogameapocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 499 or 500. We'll check both of them. Uh, you can also check the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. And while you're there, why not follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse or follow me personally at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. 500 episodes! 500 episodes, baby. Rock and roll! And scene. Laugh it up. Ha 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 ha. What a card. Oh, yeah. <laughs>